Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. What's up, player? Do 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 do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Oh, she like Mr. Bean? Mrs. Burrito. I find you so asexual. Use it. Use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello everybody indeed yes welcome to the program episode of never not funny is the name of the program episode 26 20. we've been around a long time nobody knows what they're listening into 26 22 never not funny we welcome everybody on board i hope everybody had a nice weekend a nice uh july weekend july what was it 26 25 26 Today is the Monday, the 27th, in case you're uh, counting down the days until uh, we can uh, have an election or maybe just uh, maybe you got a birthday coming up. Some of us have a couple of birthdays coming up. Maybe we're counting down the days to that. Maybe we're uh, maybe not this year. Maybe who gives a shit? How about that? <laughs> right. Hey, happy birthday. Great. What do you want to do? Let's go into that room. <laughs> what are you doing for your birthday? We're going to walk uh, into the backyard and take a look around. And uh, uh, although I guess my son has a. Um, he was supposed to do it for Father's Day. We watched Breaking Away for Father's Day. Of course, my favorite movie of all time. He's never seen it. Um, so for Father's Day, we watched Breaking Away. And then he, he had a, a big activity thing planned with uh, uh, some sort of Breaking Away trivia as well as uh, some challenges. And one of the challenges uh, involves me riding the bicycle, which I could not do back on Father's Day because of my back. Uh, but I have now, as we as I mentioned last time, gotten the all clear from the doctor to uh, ride the bicycle. So... I would imagine uh, the uh, the breaking away activities will be done tomorrow for my birthday. And um, uh, happy birthday to me. huh? Come on, man. So you, are you just going to have to ride around your block like for four, 14 hours straight? <laughs> Is that what I believe talking? I'm going to have to do the little 500 here in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he's going to see if my time would have beaten the time in the movie. Great. So uh, we'll see how long that takes. And uh, I'll keep you guys posted. If I'm not here on Thursday for or Wednesday, rather for the live feed episode. Yeah. Um, uh, just assume I'm still out on that bike and I'll have <laughs> Oliver go outside with the phone. And every time I pass him, I'll be able to just give you a little hello. <laughs> okay. So uh, <laughs> that's going to be a great we'll episode. That. So you guys, uh, a lot of heavy lifting from you three, but yeah. uh, once a lap, you'll get to hear from daddy. So it'll be nice. And now there's no way you can just have a, a phone like with your bluetooth in you could really feel this. like i gotta focus on that race matt okay I really i mean i hear I what get you're it. saying i get it uh, you don't want to you don't want to lose you i mean i know uh i heard an announcer say that you were going to try but i don't oh, know boy. if uh you know i think you want to oh. prove yourself that 
on this race. I will tell you this, man. I appreciate uh, your positive energy. I do not want. I don't mind if I lose to the cutters. That's the truth. Okay. I just want to beat that college team, man. I, I want to come in better than those college boys. And mm. the way they rub it in my face, they think they're better than me. Not today, brother. Not today. I got a Gary Fisher. He's, oh, no. I, you know what? I'll use my racing bike. I'll use my Miata. I was going to say, why not use your actual bike that's the time designed for that? You know why? Uh, two reasons. Um, I, I'll have to do a YouTube uh, tutorial on how to blow, uh, put air in the tires because it's got the fancy uh, Presto valves, valves. Uh, which I knew how to do at one point, And I just don't remember at all how to do that. So I'm going to have to do, watch a YouTube tutorial. Uh, well, there is a, there's an adapter that you can use. I have the adapter. Okay. Well, then I've got, you just, I've got it all. You, you don't even need the sure. You, you unscrew the, the Presta valve and then you screw the adapter onto that and then it works like every other thing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to look at that tutorial to see how to unscrew <laughs> things and screw things on. That's what I'm going to have to do. Pretty straightforward. I mean, we could just uh, take the recording of what we just did and send that to you. Yeah, this, yeah, is, this is the I, YouTube it, video. Me just saying that is the YouTube video. Really would like to. I know you're wearing a shirt that says YouTube, uh, Matt, but you're not affiliated. I'd like, to, I'd like to go to a professional on this, an expert on uh, screwing and unscrewing and um i talked to your old lady man you don't know anything about screwing so uh <laughs> oh no yeah That's... i know i couldn't believe it she was so forthcoming with that information <laughs> I, I was very uncomfortable with it it's like i shouldn't know this about my friend yeah and she said she she said uh, which by the way she of course none of this is true but uh she <laughs> said the uh what i can't stand the uh i'm just being honest that person <laughs> yeah that uh, they feel like uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say the meanest uh, most cruel thing to you or i'm gonna go on the internet and say something and when somebody goes hey man that's not cool i'm just being honest mm-hmm. now nah, you're being an asshole you didn't have to say or do any of that and uh, we wish you luck uh in your future um the big question is what did yeah. oliver think of breaking away yeah he told me he's being a little close to the vest on that matt um <laughs> i can't imagine I a modern 12 year old enjoying it honestly I think, uh, well, you know, we talk about if we liked movies or didn't like movies after we watched them, because we do this whole countdown of the ranking thing that we're doing during the quarantine for the quarantine movie festival. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he liked it, um, but I don't think it's going to come in at his number one by any means. You know, there's uh, because I'm with you. I I don't know. uh, If you're a little older, I think you can sort of do the, uh, the sort of math in your head of like, not only is this. It's a it's about a specific coming of age moment in life that's that he's not at yet, but it's also a different era, and it's an era that um, you know it's not presented as like a nostalgic look at that era. It was made in the era that, that it was about, yeah. and so it's it just just kind of is what it is. Yeah, but I, I, I'll be interested to see where it lands in his uh, in his rankings. But uh, I'm with you. It's. Um, it, yeah, I, I wonder what a movie like that is for kids today, like uh, a coming-of-age film for his generation. Hmm. I don't know if there hmm. is one. Is there? There's got to be. Well, I mean, I'm going to say Jumanji. Goonies? Maybe Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. I, uh, <laughs> I don't remember enough about that movie, so I'm going to say I think you're wrong. I don't you're so I, I have a question, Jimmy. Yes, Elliot. About Breaking Away. Uh-huh. Uh, so as we've said many times, movies like Ghostbusters were considered comedies, but when you watch them, they're really not. I mean, there's funny stuff, but it's not really a comedy in yes, sir. today's sense. Is Breaking Away that kind of comedy? It's not a comedy at all. Mm-mm. But And yet there are a lot of silly things, like he's pretending to be Italian when he's not, and... Yeah, but uh, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think you're supposed to be laughing at yeah, that. It's, it's drama. Like it's a drama. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's complete. It's like a sports drama. But you, but you laugh out loud a few times. Do you not? No, no, no. You do not. Uh, I did. 
What are you laughing at? What are you like, not like understanding? His, his, if I remember correctly, his dad was the <laughs> yeah, car salesman. Yes, of course. You laugh at refund, refund. You, you can laugh at that. And and you know what? He does, The father does have some funny. Well, in this house, it's, uh, you know, I won't have any of that ID food in this house or any of that ID talk. And uh, yeah, there's. Yeah, but it's not. A, it's no, it's a drama I mean, with three. F- yeah, every lines. every movie has like moments of levity almost every movie i mean that that's it's always weird when you see a movie that literally has zero sense of humor (laughs) and it's not always bad but it's just interesting because you know whether it's a drama period piece sci-fi fantasy action adventure like all those movies the whole you know that that's what comic relief is for it's not it's it's because people need a break if i may matt comic relief is about raising money for the homeless oh i'm sorry uh, but i appreciate (laughs) you uh but that's what i'm saying in this these moments in these movies are when you're supposed to turn your phone on and donate (laughs) to a homeless charity yeah i mean even like even the big chill which is a bummer of an effing movie has a couple of funny moments in it and of course that horrific dancing around the uh the kitchen scene um but i thought thought that was very cool oh even at when i was young and i loved that movie even even then was like i when that scene happened like oh this is cringeworthy and i don't even know what that means yet (laughs) like uh but no it's uh as i mentioned on the show elliot and i appreciate you paying attention to it um when i went to see it uh when they were you know when dennis christopher the star of the movie was there there's that line about um them growing old together or so on and so forth and then daniel stern's character said i thought that was the plan and the whole movie theater erupted in laughter and it was really the only time they laughed the whole movie and it made no to me i always saw that as a sad take on like i thought that was the plan like we were all gonna just hang out together we're not gonna Mm -hmm. nobody's moving away from this town We, we have each other why would you give that up and they saw it as i thought that was the plan we're gonna we're like in a way of uh, i can't even put it into words because i it, don't understand their take on it was it just but because think- it, now daniel stern is they see him as a comedic actor and so anything he's saying they're like ha daniel stern i think you're right and, and you uh, know what he is he in addition to the father is, is sort of the comic relief yeah you know, his hand is, his hand gets stuck in a bowling ball and mm-hmm. um yeah, but uh, but you know, Elliot, it's a it's a drama. It is a. I mean, I think that what you're I will really, tell you this: I I cry more during that movie than I do laugh. And and Fair. and what you're really asking, Elliot, is like the real distinction here is like wh- how is it marketed? Because mm. obviously, Ghostbusters was marketed as a comedy. It had comedy stars in it, uh, and 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 it's comedy action in a way. Whereas, yeah, at the time, it was considered sort of a uh, sort of a pioneering hybrid of of uh almost not horror but like supernatural plus comedy which is was an interesting thing in that in that time because it hadn't really been done but but it was definitely was marketed to people who like to laugh at bill murray and dan Aykroyd. whereas i don't think breaking away was ever advertised as you'll laugh your ass off at these kids on their bikes and it honestly was, that's kind of what i was asking because i don't remember any of the publicity on no it, it was not uh, it was not marketed as a comedy at all in fact I, it, we, as i've said on this program and again elliot i do appreciate you listening to it um <laughs> uh go to com. you can sign up for a subscription <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say uh, ask me what happened on the show last week and i'll be more happy <laughs> to tell you i don't remember so um uh, we were on a, you know, we were doing uh, quote unquote stay vacations before they were anything. Stay vacations. Uh, and one of the days was we were going to the movie. We were supposed to go to Great America, which is an amusement park, uh, Six Flags Great America. And um, it was raining that day. So we decided, uh, my mom and stepfather decided to postpone that. And we would all go see a movie. And the movie that uh, they had settled on uh, was Breaking Away. 
And I remember we all as kids were like, nope, nope, not interested. That's not what we want to see. No way, man. And then my mom stepped that good for them went, well, that's what we're doing. And if you want, that's what we're doing for vacation today. If you want to go to the movies, go. If not, just stay home in the rain. And uh, I think some guys, I I think some of my stepbrothers stayed home. I went and then was like, obviously, so glad I did because it's my favorite movie of all time. And it was like, and never, by the way, probably never would have seen it had it not been raining that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember it being on my even being on my because it was kind of a misty rain. It wasn't enough rain to like stop life, but it was enough that you would not enjoy the amusement park. Although in retrospect, it was probably the perfect day for it because it would have been empty. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I remember being on my bike and kind of pouting even like about how uh, vacations ruined. Today was the day for the amusement park. We're going to a movie and uh, and then going to the movie and going, oh Jesus Christ, loved it so. Uh, and, and we would, we did not want to go to it because it looked boring because it wasn't a comedy. Hmm. That was not that yeah. we only saw comedies as kids, but you know that's the. How old were you? Were you twelve? I, I was twelve years old. Uh, yeah, no, I think I had just turned thirteen, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Garen, look up the date that that was released. The, uh, I think it was maybe in August. So you're basically exactly Oliver's age. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe August of seventy nine. July twentieth, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. So uh, just a, a week ago. Uh, 20, 30, 40, 31, 41, 40, 41 years ago, 41. Years. Has Oliver seen Stand By Me? Uh, that is a good question. I think that's one that comes up all the time for us to watch during this quarantine. And I don't remember if the answer is he's seen it or if we need to watch it. I mean, that's the quintessential coming of age movie. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, uh, we did watch. Uh, what about Bob the other night? The uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus, Bill Murray movie. And uh, that'll answer your question if that holds up, Elliot. That'll uh um, I, I hear it does. Does it not? It's fine. It, it, I, it, I haven't seen it since it came out. I didn't like it at the time. I know. Hey, my, dude. My wife likes it. I, I never really liked it. I just thought it was yeah. kind of a miss. You and I may be, and I'm not kidding, the only two human beings on the planet that have said that because I remember going, yes, I, I know you're all, you have Bill Murray's dick in your mouth and you all have to think everything he does is great. You remember saying that? I said it at, <laughs> when I was a younger man and I say it today and I said it to my wife and son the other day when we watched it. I said, I know you, you both have Bill Murray's dick in your mouth, but let's be honest. <laughs> um, I, I actually, oddly enough, I think Richard Dreyfuss is funnier in the movie. Like, I, I like Richard Dreyfuss in it. That is a um, scathing it's just, <laughs> indictment of that movie. <laughs> uh, it's just kind of a, eh. Yeah. But they liked it. But both uh, Danielle and Oliver and Elise, when she uh, was talking about it. Uh, she, Wait a minute. I'm I've been sorry. communicating with Elise quite a bit. I, I, I realize now that she, I'm thinking of quick change that she likes. I don't know what she thinks of what. About oh, no, quick change is great. Yeah, I, I was thinking of that one. I don't think I liked either of those, honestly, as much as I wanted to. I think in both cases, I was very excited uh, for a Bill Murray comedy. And, and in both cases, I came away a little bit uh, disappointed. I don't think here's the thing. I don't think you really there is a Bill Murray comedy like you know, like everything is. Yeah, like we all remember things differently like meatballs. He does a little silliness. Even in this, though, he turns a little bit into Carl from Caddyshack. Like, it's, you know, he's do, he's taking a shower. He's like, he's doing that mm-hmm. thing, which I guess in the movie theater we all laughed at. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't uh, I think I think I think as funny as stuff was in uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, that's uh yeah, well, I think I think he was doing. Uh, he was always doing something like he wasn't. He wasn't Chevy Chase or Steve Martin, where he was like, "Hey, I'm a comedian. I'm going to go make my silly comedies." Like he he did like one or two of those, and then I think from that point on, he was just like, "I'm just I just want to do things that I think are interesting or fun. Yeah. Like I don't care." 
and and I think he was always trying to make interesting choices even within the performance which if you just want him to be a clown then you're probably like I did when I was a kid I think you're probably going to be disappointed by a lot of those because he's not playing it that way I think that's why it would drive me crazy uh, Matt that people would act like every one of those performances though is he was being that clown like oh can you believe how funny Bill Murray is and it's like no he's great in this right he's not funny like I although I think he is I think he has a couple of funny moments in quick change um what about Scrooged? Uh, I, I didn't like it at the time. I think he's more of a straight man in that movie. I mean, it's, it's kind of just like... Uh, I mean, he yells a lot. Yeah. I, I think I liked that movie at the time, uh, but... It was fine. It's it's just a the story is the, what it is. Like, he sort of... It's it's going to be... You're, you know what you're getting with a, <laughs> with a Christmas Carol. And uh, it worked. I thought it worked. Speaking of movies, Matt Belknap, uh, I'd I'd like to hear about your weekend. I apologize for derailing this Bill Murray talk, but I can't imagine the tweets and emails I'm going to get. So I'm going to fucking end that immediately. (laughs) Because Again, I apologize for not having Bill's dick in my mouth at the moment. Um, What uh, you went to a motion picture over the weekend last night. Oh, just last night. Huh? You still still on the high of leaving the home? (laughs) It was pretty great. Uh, My only complaint really is not a big complaint, but. Uh, we went to the Rose Bowl and they were doing, they they were doing like, I don't know if it was like all day or what, but the uh, they were doing two at night. And so it was Pee Wee's Big Adventure was at, I think, 530 is when it started. And um, and then uh, Beetlejuice was at like 730 or 8 or something. Were you able, Matt, if you wanted to, could you stick around for the second one or was it like you? You're, no, you, you had see- to you had to buy, I think, a ticket to each thing. Um, okay. But we didn't want to do that either. But um, but uh, it was light out. You know, obviously, it's still light out at 530. And it's still light out at 7 when the movie was ending. Right. Um, so it's weird. To, and we weren't close to the screen. Although I don't think that really has a huge, plays a huge factor in this. But it's it's weird to watch. Uh, but by the way, I've never been to a drive-in movie. So I, I have nothing to compare it to. But when I see drive-in movies in, in other movies, it seems like the thing is it's dark out and then the yes. only thing to look at is the screen and everything else is pitch black around it. But when it's just like broad daylight and you've got security people riding around on bicycles, people walking to get concessions, which, yeah, they, they still had concessions, even though it's a, there's a pandemic. Uh, they had, a I guess, a safe way to do that. And uh, it's just weird when when your when your view through your windshield is. The screen is is this is this big maybe, and then there's everything around it happening. <laughs> Helicopters flying by, the right. Rose Bowl's there. There's just life is going on, and so it's it's like a it takes a little more effort to like focus your attention on the movie. Um, but how it, bright was the screen? Was the screen the bright? Sc- screen was very bright. It, it's it was like being at a, a baseball game or a football game. Oh, or with whatever, the with the with the, with the jumbotron. Oh, great, it's great, 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 great. It's basically a jumbotron. Um, so it didn't, it wasn't, the screen didn't suffer from the, the lack of darkness around it, but it, my attention did. <laughs> so <laughs> that was, uh, you know, it's funny that you bring this up because yesterday when you and I, you left me a voicemail, mm-hmm. uh, and you said, Hey, I'm calling you back. Uh, and uh, so give me a call back, but we're going to see that movie. And I looked at my watch and it's like three, three thirty in the afternoon. What, yeah. what, what do you mean you're going to see? How, why do you have to plan six hours to go to the drive-in movie theater? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's crazy. That it was at five thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Did the kids enjoy it? Surprisingly, yes. Um, I I was a little nervous because Charlie uh, usually hates going to movies in general, and uh, and also 
Pee-wee's Big Adventure has some some scary, ominous, uh, creepy moments that are for a kid maybe like. You know, it's a weird. It's kind of a weird movie, and and there's it definitely there's the large Marge sequence, and and there's some stuff that uh I I was a little nervous about uh, how he was going to react to it, but actually in that in that instance, I think the the daylight helped because yeah, it was like oh I'm just sitting in our car, like he was he was comfortable and felt safe, uh, and I think that made a big difference. He. It was so great. I was so excited because afterwards he was like, when I was putting him to bed, he was like, that was really cool. Like uh, going to the, getting to go to a movie was very cool. And I was like, oh, good. Uh, I'm glad you agree with me that that was a fun thing to do because, of course, that was the last one. And now they're they're done, which is. Too oh, bad. that was it. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, we were sort of looking at what else is going on. And there was one in Sherman Oaks uh, on the roof, on the on the yeah the parking garage of the mall and that sold out and um they got princess bride coming up there i believe and uh it's all sold out so man. it's all sold out yeah. yeah i think that that parking lot's not big enough so it's probably not a ton of cars hey speaking of which uh how far were the cars uh set apart there was a there was a, a they did it kind of like checkerboard so it was like you there was a space in between each car and then there was nothing in front of you, but the one, the, the, the spot next to the one in front of you was, so it was like, can't get better than that. Yeah, it was great. Um, they did let people back in, uh, and, and open their things, which then created a thing, which is what I assumed was going to happen, which is that then the car, like three in front of us and one over was blocking the spot one in front of us and one over so then while car pulled into that spot they were like we can't see past this guy's gate thing and so then they left and then another car in the middle of the movie another car pulled up to go to that spot and then they were like we can't be here either and so then (laughs) then they backed up so that they were right next to us which was awkward but it didn't really matter because we didn't get out of our car did you listen to it via the uh the fm radio we used the app because there was less static so it was a cleaner Oh, clean cleaner, app, huh? cleaner audio, but it was there. There just only Elliot will maybe sympathize with this. Uh, everyone else will make fun of me. Uh, there was a minor sync issue that I didn't mm. love, um, especially a movie where almost every scene involves the precise synchronization of the score to the action. It's crazy. Oh, you don't yeah. realize it until you're seeing it. But you know, like he goes to Francis's house and he's like. You know, he goes up to the door and he's like, he's knocking on the door. And like when that's not in sync, you're like, I can't look at this right now. It's How? I mean, the most important thing is that it be in sync. Like, why would that not have been happening? I don't know. if I don't know what I don't know what it was. Was the radio was the radio also out of sync? Yeah. Radio sounds like they should have had Casper working on that drive in. Casper mattresses. Well, I think I think you're more concerned with the bounce. Well, no, that's just the right sync, and then of course it comes with bounce also. Those that might come in handy. So, Elliot, yeah. you saw this guy standing on a a single plank of wood sinking into the ocean. You were like, "I got to get on that plank. I got to be there with him." <laughs> I got look. I've got to. I've got to help people. Why do you have but to help I, anybody? Take the win. It wasn't <laughs> you for a. Ch- yeah. By the way, for the for I, the people that just listen, I was giving a take to the camera, and yeah. I couldn't believe what the fuck. Like, I, I I I literally <laughs> just got punched in both eyeballs with words. <laughs> That's that's how. Oh, Garen! Don't oh, be. Oh, good God! Come Garen. on, just the right sink. Come on. 
You know what? Elliot, I understand what you go through every week. Here's the problem, Garrett. I don't, on paper, I don't disagree with you. I guess it's your inability to have comic timing that hurts you. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's... I don't know what happened there because on, on it paper, it took me a second to figure out what he was trying to do. I knew it the second he said it. That and, and the truth is, that's a Jimmy Pardo joke. That's right on board with a Jimmy Pardo joke. That's uh, a good piece. Is our guest here, by the way, Matt? No. Uh, all right, did give me a little uh, wave on that. Uh, let's keep an eye on that because mm-hmm. uh, we're on a tight schedule today. Um, but uh, well, good for you, Garen. Good piece of business. Good strong. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to get a lot of tweets saying that we, we were uh, uh, unfair to you. Uh, but you know, with every tweet that says that there's somebody that didn't tweet telling you you're stupid. So remember that True. more importantly. True. Can't read the good reviews the and ignore the get. bad ones and vice versa. I'm sorry, Garen, you were saying, <laughs> I said, you have to, uh, I forgot what I said. What was I going to say? Damn. It was, it was, you, take the good, you take the bad, you take them both. Uh, yeah, pretty have, much. Oh, you're going to go, you're going to go facts of life. I see. All right, now, now our guest is here. Uh, all right, our guest is here. Sebastian Maniscalco is joining us. Uh, he's got a, he's presenting a new special starring our buddy Pat McGann. Uh, so Sebastian's going to be joining us to talk about that a little bit. Pat will be along a little bit later. Uh, so much more to talk about. Uh, we're going to do all that when we come back with Sebastian right after this. Listen, I've been a broken record on Factor Meals. As I mentioned on the last episode, even my doctor knows that I eat the Factor Meals. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're, you're actually not only reading the ads that go in the show, but you're advertising in doctor's offices for Factor now. That's exactly right. I'm the Muzak of Factor. <laughs> I'm going from... And I appreciate uh, it. I'm uh, more than happy to do it. Now, these things are ready in just two minutes. They've got over 35 different options to choose from every week. they got the Calorie Smart Protein Plus... Uh, various different meals. I uh, just this way this morning. I had to pick my meals for next week. You pick you pick a week in advance. Yep. And uh, you know what? I decided to give myself a little treat. I got the filet mignon. Yum. Which is uh, it's a little extra to get that. Right. And I'm allowing myself that maybe every six weeks or something. You know what? It's Why nice. not? Yeah. Treat yourself. You you've earned it, Jimmy. I have earned it. I'll tell you something. It is delicious. Yeah. I got to try that. Oh, I haven't had that one. They do a great job. I, uh, the other day I had the uh, what is it the uh, Spanish lime chicken or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That was a spicy lime chicken, whatever that whatever that one is, yeah. was delicious. I love the shredded taco, chicken taco thing that mm-hmm. they do. Uh, again, I have not, I've not had a bad factor. Yeah, and I've said this before, like a lot of these things, because I get a lot of the like, uh, you know, low carb ones. And I find that that's great with, uh, if you want to get like a, a low carb tortilla and you, you can put it in there and make it into a, a wrap or a tortilla type situation or some uh, sweet potato chips and you kind of use like the queso, the chili queso, whatever. Mm. Uh, that's just, I, I like doing my own thing with it. You can sort of uh, use their, what they give you as a base and then uh, do what you want with the it. The factor is there for a base. You heard it from Matt Belknap. Now, head to factormeals.com slash Pardo50. Use code Pardo50. You're going to get 50% off. That's 50% off. Uh, really wish I would have said zero there. Uh, that is code Pardo50 at factormeals.com slash Pardo50 to get 50% off. That's 50% off. F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash P-A-R-D-O 50 and use code Pardo50 to get 50% off. Factor! That's a good meal. I'm going to tell you guys something, dear listener. When I started podcasting, you guys remember back in the days when tumbleweeds were across the podcasting desert? Uh, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling. What do we, we got? What do we got? Hats, shirts, we got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easy. All because we use Shopify. Yeah, we're setting up Shopify for the uh, the perks in this, uh, this new year for our, our Platinum subscribers. And uh, boy, I really enjoy their website. Super easy to set, a, set up an account and uh, get going with them. So 
kudos to them for making it easy. Well, if Matt Belknap could do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's what he just basically told us. That's and I, uh, I uh, just uh, recapped it. I've spoken before. Yeah. I've spoken before about Shopify. Now, Shopify uh, is uh, it's just terrific. You could be selling scented soaps, which we may, we're talking about getting into the scented soap business. I would love a soap bar with the Never Enough Any logo on it, Dude, honestly. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> um, or maybe you're offering outdoor outfits. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> well, if it's if it's warm out, the t-shirt could be an outdoor outfit. You know what? You're right about that. Uh, but maybe we get into the jacket business. We have had hats, too. I We've had say. hats. That's true. Uh, look, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands you love, giving customers more variety and business more sales. Uh, now, listen, Shopify is easy peasy, as Matt Belknap said. Uh, let me walk you through what I want you to do. You can sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Uh, you do that right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash P-A-R-D-O. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify. Cha-ching. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2622. Now, listen, this is exciting. We haven't had this guy on the show before. Why? Because he went from doing open mics to stadiums in three, four days. I don't know how it happened. I don't like that it happened. It's infuriating. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco joins us. Uh, Now, there's rumor, Sebastian, that you're from Chicago, uh, but obviously you started much uh, later than I did. Um, I was probably gone from Chicago by then. What part of Chicago did you live in? When did you start? Give me all the answers. Hello. Well, since uh, I'm talking to a guy from the area, I must state that I'm from the northwest suburbs of Arlington Heights, not Chicago proper. I just say Chicago because uh, no one knows where Arlington Heights is. So uh, 98 is when I moved out here to uh, California. I didn't do comedy in Chicago whatsoever. I just took some classes at Second City. Right. And I, and I and I graduated from Northern Illinois University out in DeKalb. And then shortly after that came out here in 98. So, uh, yeah, I didn't touch the comedy scene there, although it's uh, one of the, you know, the best cities for comedy. I, I started here in L.A. at the uh, at the comedy store. Really? I did. Uh, now, yeah. let me ask you about Second City. Did you stop doing that because they thought your character was too big? Is that uh, why they said that's enough of that nonsense? <laughs> you know, I didn't like the improv of it all. I didn't like just relying on other people and doing that whole, you know, that was, it was in the beginning where you had to play these games and bit, back, boot, bop, bit, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I hate into this. You know, it's and, funny. Uh, when I, I took classes there right out of high school at Second City and, you know, same deal. You do these games and one of them was, you know, and now pretend like you're walking through Jello, and so you'd have to like pretend like you're walking. Now you're on the moon. And you have to pretend like you're walking on the moon. And my buddy and I would walk past each other every time we go into the circle to go two hundred fifty dollars, two hundred fifty dollars, two hundred fifty dollars. Like literally, I, I could have done this at home for free, and um, and it paid off because uh, again, you're doing stadiums, and uh, I've got a very successful podcast. So they're lucky that we took their classes, uh, uh, Sebastian. Yes, they are lucky. Although I did, I did get some out of it. I mean, uh, you know, the, the physicality of kind of like, like act like you're eating or act like you're a giraffe. Not that I'm like, oh, this is going to really service me for my stand up, but uh, you know, 
trying to act like a fool in front of strangers, I guess, helps you in some way, shape or form when it comes to stand up. But yeah, I, uh, I started out here, which, uh, you know, after doing it, I, I hear from a lot of people that it's extremely difficult to start in Los Angeles because yeah. of the stage time. But I just, I didn't know any better. I, I'm like, Hey, if you want to get into the entertainment business, you go out to LA. And then that's what I did. Uh, also, there's no uh, comedy clubs in Arlington Heights, uh, so that. Although, wait, wait, that uh, that's cl- is that close to Mount Prospect? Yeah, there was a Zanies. There was there. a Zanies there. Yeah, yeah uh, the, I that, had that uh, shut one, down. one of the worst weeks of my career at that Zanies. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know how I got rebooked. That's how bad I was that week, but uh, <laughs> it happened. Uh, all right, Sebastian's here. He's taking time away from uh, I don't know, ordering some servant around his house to clean. Um, <laughs> And uh, we're lucky he's joining us. He is uh, presenting uh, our buddy Pat McGann's got a special coming out, uh, I think, on the 28th, right? When's that thing yeah. drop? Tomorrow, 28th, yeah. Now, now, Sebastian, this is exciting. The 28th is my birthday. Did you guys plan that? <laughs> we did. Uh, we're trying to coincide the release date with your birthday. And uh, through many, many talks with your people, we actually got that to go through. So uh, happy about that. Um Pat is another Chicagoan, uh, and uh, he's been working with me for four years on the road. I met him about 10 years ago at Zany's on Wells, and uh, just a great guy, great, great, funny guy, and wanted to give him a platform to uh, showcase his comedy to a, um, you know, a larger group of people. And uh, I was there the night that we shot it, and it it turned out really, really well. I think he's really proud of it, and it's going to give him – hopefully a uh, a chance to go and headline rooms on his own he's headlining in you know co- comedy clubs but hopefully this will will get him out of the opening act uh uh slot and and have his own kind of career well i mean you're kind of in charge of that i mean you're the guy that makes them open for you so if you stop <laughs> hiring for that he could maybe he'll get you know release the chain is what i'm saying give this guy i'm sure he's grateful for the special but stop giving him gigs at madison square garden make the fucking guy work for it <laughs> I should. I I just don't have another guy that I really like because, you know, more than happy to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Get rid of McGann. Uh, By the way, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen my act. I do nothing but crowd work. I can't imagine how shitty crowd work would be at Madison Square Garden. What's your name? (laughs) Nobody gives a shit. (laughs) Look at this guy in the hat. We can't fucking see him, you moron. It's a stadium. That would be me opening for you at one of those venues. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know how crowd work does uh, does fare in those larger uh, arenas, but I'm sure you'll do fantastic. Well, listen, Uh, I'm looking forward to it now that you got rid of him again. I'm in. (laughs) A couple of Italian dudes from the Chicagoland area. Uh, Why not? Let's do that. We'll get some sausage and some beef sandwiches, and uh, uh, we'll gain 49,000 pounds, and it'll be a nice tour. Yeah, listen, when, when it opens up again for touring in 2028, we'll go. <laughs> you know what? Who doesn't want to see 72-year-old Jimmy Pardo open up that show? Is that how old I'll be in six years? No. Maybe. Maybe it's eight years. Maybe I should learn how a calendar works. Uh, Sebastian, you mentioned, by the way, the, the, the uh, I think about you, and I, and I apologize, this is going to sound creepy. Uh, first of all, I say this on a regular basis. My castmates here could uh, can confirm this. Uh, and the two are not related, but I wanted to just say this in advance. The bit that you do about, you know, that basically made you the star that you are, that about having, about company coming over. Uh, I honestly believe, and I've said this on the show many times, that that is in the top 10 comedy bits of all time. I think it is a flawless piece of comedy and you should be proud of it. Um, but that's not what I think. That's not why I think about you all the time. What I think about is what you alluded to with the Second City stuff. 
uh, when you talk about, you know, uh, being big and, and, and demonstrative on stage, when you do the bit about the woman, I believe, writing a check in line at the uh, at the grocery store and you do her taking her glasses out and putting them on. It's such a nice piece of comedy physicality that I honestly got whenever I'm in line at the store, I go, oh, here's the fucking Sebastian bit. <laughs> and so I guess what I'm saying is, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, you know, it goes back to Second City. Uh, space work, bro. Yeah, space work. <laughs> it is. But it's wonderful. I mean, you, you really I, 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 I obviously I'm busting your balls about it because we're comics. But the truth is, there's not a time in line at a store that I don't think about that bit because uh, you, you do execute it flawlessly. And, and uh, oh. those two bits, I just think are great. Do I care for the rest of your act? I don't. But those two well, I bits. Mean, I, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> Those two bits, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm proud of those two bits. I appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah, I think the company bit kind of hit on a generational level just because our parents could relate to that. Right. And uh, kids could relate to that and everybody in between. So I think it kind of hit on a lot of chords. And uh, I've always kind of liked acting out the uh, the bits on stage, giving people something not only to listen to, but to watch. So I uh, just got to be mindful of how much I do it. I don't want to become so physical that it's like okay what is this guy doing he just he won't sit still so i try to give it in little small bursts and hopefully right. it's a good balance but yeah uh it's like when you get when you got those those bits like a company bit you're always trying to get the get the next company bit you know right. and uh and uh it's difficult it's just it's hard to it's hard to do but uh is, you try and is that one of those bits that um you have to do even though you know what do you do that 10 years ago that bit like do you still have to do that bit because or else people are going to leave disappointed or do they go ah shit he didn't do the company bit but you can't really keep as a comic you can't keep doing it right yeah no i, I don't i haven't done the company bit in a while i know some comedians that come on after their act and, and they're like hey do you guys want to hear anything uh which i've tried it just doesn't work it does it's not a for me, it's not a, when the show's over, it's over. I'm not going to come out and go, okay, guys, that was that, but what's going on? Do you want to hear anything? And then I can't organically get into a bit that way. Right. Um, but no, I haven't, I haven't done that in a while. Although some people, as you well know, want to see bits that they really enjoy from the comedian. It's just, uh, yeah, it's been so long ago and I think everybody has seen it. So if I ever started to do the bit again, my fear would be, Oh God, we've seen it. It's on the internet. Then, <laughs> right. And then some people are like, Oh yeah, he's going to do this. But, uh, it is such you know. a fine line because like when you go see your favorite band, you want them to do the song that you, that you want to hear. But with comedy, I'm with you. Like whenever I launch into a bit and I don't, I don't turn my material over as often as I should. Whenever I launch into it, I'm like, Oh fuck, they're all tuning out. They've all heard this. And then if I don't do the bit, they're like, hey, we wanted to hear Purple Belt. And I always go, well, first of all, there's no way that's true. Second of all, <laughs> thank you. And I'm, and then I feel bad that I didn't do the bit. Oh, we drove three hours to see it. Like, oh, shit. But yeah. I'm with you. Like, I kind of feel like I look out and it's cartoons with X's on their eyes, like <laughs> just tuned out because they've heard it before. Well, you know what? I think and I felt that way, too. And I think what happens is if you're thinking they've already heard it, you're not even committed to the bit. Right. And then, and then you do it half ass. So it's like, Oh, this ain't even the way it's supposed to be presented because I'm doing it under the guise of people already knowing it. So I'm kind of just 
not giving it my all. So that's kind of how I feel. Like I get in my head too much. And once you start thinking about that, you're not really committed to the bit and it's not going to, it's not going to do you any, any uh, good. Um, all right. Sebastian Maniscalco is here. He's taking time away for whatever busy thing he's doing during the quarantine. I assume burying money in the backyard. Um, <laughs> what, uh, Sebastian, I don't, I don't know. Admittedly, I don't know anything about your personal life. It's bizarre to me that our paths really only crossed that one time. We spoke about it before we came on the air that you and I met briefly uh, when I back when I worked at Conan. I believe it was your first appearance on Conan. Um, yeah. And your manager, Judy, uh, who I've known for ages and such as such a nice woman. Um, uh, she was like, hey, I want you to meet. The-. She said, I want Jimmy Pardalay as if I'm this uh, uh, great sage of comedy, this great uh, patriarch. She's like, I'd like you to meet this young up and coming comedian, Sebastian Maniscalco. And I went, I'll meet the kid. I'll give him a couple seconds of my time and uh, came over. And you were nervous because it was your first time on Conan. And it was and you, it, it, and then you went up and destroyed, of course. And then. Uh, uh, I think the next time I saw you, you wouldn't even give me the time of day. But the point is this. Uh, I know nothing about you. Do, are you. do you have children? What's going on in your real world? So, yeah, I've been married for seven years. I have a three-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son. And, uh, yeah, you know, during this pandemic, um, it's been... Listen, when it first started, since I'm on the road a lot, I'm like, all right, it's going to give me a time to really kind of connect and whatnot. Not that I was... Uh, not connected before, but obviously you're going to, you know, spend, I thought six weeks, you know, <laughs> right? Inside, right? <laughs> and now it's uh, almost six months. So yeah, I feel like I, you know, I feel a little guilty sometimes because I'm here and I'm doing these things and whether it be a podcast or a meeting or what have you. And you know, the kids, you know, it's like when you're on the road, you don't see them. Do you have kids? I have a, I have a uh, he's about to be 13 year old son. Yeah. Okay, and, Matt, so, and Matt's got a uh, 12 and a eight. Is it yep, Matt? Yep. Yeah. So you guys can relate, you know, being around the house. Now you see your kids and, and you're like, Oh, okay. Should I be, should I be hanging out with them or should I be uh, doing, should I be doing a zoom with Pardo? Right. <laughs> right. I do. You know, the way I rationalize it and maybe I'm wrong the way I rationalize it. Cause I, I, th- I think our generation does spend more time with the kids than our parents did. But at the same time, my dad would go to work in the morning and he would come home at five o'clock and he would spend a little bit of time with me. And I was happy to have that little bit of time. Cause I understood he worked. And I think in our case, especially during the pandemic, we have to work at home. So I think that I, I hope they understand it and they don't think we're ignoring them. At the same time, I'm guilty. I feel just as guilty as uh, you do. Uh, I, OK, so so my dad and I talked to him about this, didn't feel guilty <laughs> when he was coming home and giving me whatever to 15, 20 minutes before I went to bed. Right. I asked him that now and we're best friends now, like not so much when I was growing up just because he was working a lot. What has changed now with this generation that we feel we have to be there for every event or every step or every word? What what, what do you think is uh, what is it? Is it is it? I, I is think it? I think it's because what you just said, Matt. Maybe you have an idea because your father didn't give you any attention. <laughs> um, maybe is it because we we felt like we're you know it's always you you want to treat your kids better than you feel you were treated. Is it? Do you think it's that, Matt? Bell, up your thoughts. Uh, I was I actually the first thing I thought was it, it might have a little bit to do with um, I think the gender roles like there's been much more focus on uh, sharing, you know, between the mom yeah. and dad, the husband and wife, like having things be more equal. And so 
but in, in my case, it's like my wife still does more of the parenting stuff than I do. I think it's, I hope, I hope it's like 60, 40 or something, but, uh, but it's still, I feel guilty when she's taking care of them and she works too, but I feel guilty when she's, uh, taking care of them and I'm doing my jackassery, which again, like when you work in comedy, you feel guilty because this isn't, this doesn't feel like work. We're just, you know, we're just shooting right. the but shit. But it still is. It's still like it for is. the two yeah. hours we're here, this is our job. Right. And I, But at the same time, you hear, I hear Oliver in the other room wrestling around like, I guess I could be wrestling. I could be playing. I could be. But again, this it, during this time, it's our job. And it, yeah. it's unfair for us to feel guilty. I guess during the pandemic, though, guys, it's it's because we're at home. You're hearing it in the <laughs> other room. Yeah, but you're right. Opposed to when you're at Conan or on the road or doing stuff. It's like out of sight, out of mind, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, plus now with school is shutting down. It's like, they expect you what to work and, you know, teach it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's got, what happened to miracles? Are there any miracles anymore? Where <laughs> well, you the, wake up and you go, it's, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, well, again, our, our president is hopeful. There's a miracle. This thing's just going to disappear one day. Um, and, and by the way, one day it will, and he'll pop out of a grave and go, told you, like, it's going to be, you know, whether it's uh, in eight months or eight years, uh, he's going to somehow fucking take credit for it. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco is here. He's talking about uh, guilt and uh, uh, really not being their first kids. That's, really what, that's, that's my takeaway from this. Um, and you, uh, when you moved here, uh, and you've only been married the seven years, uh, did you? Where did you live when you first moved here? Did you do the usual? We're going to move to North Hollywood thing, or where did you? Uh, where did you plant first? I went. Uh, well, was a Hollywood and Fuller, right by Runyon Canyon. Oh. The St. James apartment complex. This is in 1998. One bedroom, $625 right. a month. What do you and, think that goes uh, for now, by the way? <laughs> when I left there, which was three years after I moved in, they cranked it up to 950 So I would have to guess it's about $2,300. <laughs> it is. I mean, uh, Elliot, uh, who is there uh, in the uh, the uh, burgundy shirt, he is the manager of a apartment complex in Palms, California. And even in the 10 years that he's been with us on this show, the rents have gone up at least five, 600 bucks. Right, Elliot? Oh, at least. I mean, I would say my unit... When I when I started uh, and I moved in, it was like around twelve hundred, and now it would go for at least two grand. Jesus Christ! It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. I I, I moved there, and then uh, I moved to Wilshire and uh, Hauser by the uh, Ralph's Grocery Store over there, and I stayed my, there pre. My wife used to live right there. She used to live on uh, Cochrane and Wilshire, right by the oh. behind the Staples. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I lived on the, on the, on the next street over. So I lived there for quite some time, met my wife. Uh, I moved in with her and then, um, yeah, and there you have it. 22 years of popping around, uh, Los Angeles housing. So you, um, uh, you've been married for seven years. How long have you, uh, have you been with your wife? been together almost 11 years right so yeah uh she was kind of there with me when i was doing comedy clubs and she's been a, she's a, she's an artist so she's really a, a creative as well and this helped me with a lot of the stuff on the comedy and aside from uh you know just kind of you know as you well know sometimes you just bat bat funny stuff around with your spouse but she's also really helped with um 
designing posters and stage looks and what have you. So we're kind of good, good team that way. That's great. And, and are you, uh, you know, I see all these people on Facebook or Twitter that they're talking about how their spouse is driving them nuts during this pandemic. And, you know, I admit, I mean, obviously my, it would be insane to say that we're not, we don't get on each other's nerves a little bit, my wife and I, but I, I, I'm grateful that I have Danielle during this. I, I don't know if I could be, a, a, by myself would be a nightmare. I, I don't know how Elliot and Garen, how you guys are doing it. And B, like, I, I couldn't ask for a better partner during this because if it was, you know, I've been in other relationships where I would now be in prison because I would have murdered that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, if it wasn't for Lana, I don't know what the hell I would be doing. And and I echo your, your thoughts in regards to, yeah, I mean, you're going to get on each other's nerve. I mean, 120 days in the house together is bound to be some fights and stupid fights at that. Yes. But, uh, but, uh, we were just on a walk. Uh, that's all we do is walk by the way. Uh, <laughs> and talking about, man, if we, if, if we hadn't found each other, what, what the hell would we be doing? So yeah, she is, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not really a ball of laughs to be, ha- to be hanging around with, especially, you know, when, when you do comedy for a living and then it's been taken away for from you, I got no like outlet. I mean, you could do podcasts, you could do, you know, I was doing virtual dinners. I did a couple of those. Uh, I did some corporate gigs, uh, on virtual, you know, zoom where there's like a moderator and then you just kind of go, it's like more conversational. It's not like stand up. I don't know if you guys have done any of this or seen any people doing like no. stand up in front of their laptop. But, uh, yeah, it's something that I, I wouldn't do. I found a good little niche with this corporate work where they're looking to boost morale and they're doing these zooms similar to this, but like the guy would ask a question. So how's the pandemic treating? I go, well, you know, and then I kind of go into like a bit, but it's more like a a talk show, like a call. Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Rather than sitting there, what's up, guys? How you guys? Yeah, I, I don't know how that. <laughs> I don't know how they're, and I've got friends that are doing them, and I uh, luckily, I, I don't know if luckily is the right word. I, well, it is. Luckily, I have this podcast as an outlet, and um, uh, although I do have one coming up at the end of August that I'm doing is uh, for, uh, and we'll talk more about it uh, uh, in the in the plugs, Matt. I'm doing one for Flappers in Burbank to uh, help them raise some money. Uh, for their staff uh, and I'm doing a, a night of uh, an evening with Jimmy Pardo stories and and conversation or whatever the shit I'm calling it um, because I'm with you Sebastian I can't see going hey everybody welcome to the program and, and I'm standing in front of a shower curtain doing it but other people are saying that they're 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 getting something out of it it's keeping that muscle alive and I I don't know man I got a mirror I could do it in front of a mirror if I wanted to keep that muscle alive yeah I don't know you need the audience laughter it's timing you need the timing you need the to you know, see what works, what doesn't. And uh, yeah, I don't see it coming back anytime soon in a large scale. I mean, I want to do some comedy clubs around Southern California and I was slated to do a couple in August, but with the, with the shutdown, you know, that, that there goes that. So I'm just kind of chomping at the bit here. I, I literally forgot my act. Well, listen, that, if I may, it, that may be for the best. Let's get you some <laughs> new stuff. I, uh we we get it right italian jacket we get it um what um uh only because it's driving bananas what what is the little writing on your shirt what does that say sebastian uh i don't know i uh it's i bought it because of the writing but i didn't read it it's an asrv if you want to get close i think it's a 
It's the uh, what the shirt is, the serial number, where it was made. It's oh, like okay. the tag on the but, outside. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> did you put your glasses on for that? Of course I did. I wanted her to try to read it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It's like, uh, a, it's like a tag on the outside. I like to walk around with a paragraph on my uh, left peck. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how old are you? It's not my business. Are you wearing reading glasses yet since you busted my balls about putting them on? I, uh, I need glasses. I actually have a uh, eye disorder called, um, God, what the hell is it called? Blind? <laughs> I always mispronounce it. It's it, it's a Greek. Uh, it's a Greek. Oh uh, man, spina bifida. No, anybody well, got a Google over there? They could go yeah, Google Greek. Aaron, look yeah. it up. Greek eye disorder. It's like uh, something corona. Oh, not corona. Everything's a corona. Zima tiasma. What is it? Is it zima tiasma? No. No, I think that's the name of that bland beverage, uh, alcoholic <laughs> beverage from the mid '90s, Garen. Uh, you Car- just, uh, oh, Caratacanus. What is it? Caratacanus. Caratacanus. It's the uh, the coning of the um, the cornea, I believe. So it's like a cone rather than like a uh, uh, whatever they call it, like a half moon. And yeah. I can't get laser eye surgery because of it. I could get glasses, which. I don't wear anyway. I'm blind. <laughs> okay, so what? Well, then, but you're, if you're at home doing nothing, why don't you wear glasses around the house? Um, although then that's a slippery slope. Then you're uh, then you're blind when you go out in the world. Because God forbid we see you in glasses. <laughs> I could see you in a nice pair of glasses, some big Swifty Lazars to fit your character. I do. I, do. I got I got black. I got black. Kind of like uh, what's the guy's name? I don't know. I don't remember anything anymore. The guy's name in uh, that wears those black brim glasses. He was in the Fly. The Je- Jeff Goldblum. That's it. I got Goldblums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Sebastian's here. This is what we got. We're finally getting down to what I wanted to talk about is his eyesight. Enough of the bullshit <laughs> and how he got started in comedy. I need to know about your eyes. You know, it's weird, Jimmy. Didn't you go to high school with characterkitis? <laughs> I did go to characterkitis. And then uh, I want to say they went and played football for a little bit at Penn State. Oh, wow. And then obviously had a very uncomfortable time there and uh, never spoke about it again. Mm-hmm. I picked the one college with a fucking problem. <laughs> uh, I, hey, get, I get um, Ohio State. Pat, Pat's uh, in the waiting room, by the way. All right, Pat McGann is joining us now. Let's uh, let's see how this grab assery goes. With uh, good, hey, good news, guys. Six white dudes on a podcast. <laughs> we did it. Uh, we did it. We did it. That's it. A lot of diversity. There he is. All right, there's Acting Pat McGann. Uh, all right, we're gonna do a little crossover here, having Pat in. Obviously, uh, there's it's a cloudy day in Chicago, and or Pat refused to open up the blinds. Um, hey, Pat, could you find a darker room? Are you cool there, bud? I'm sorry, man. I'm trying to set the mood for comedy. You like it bright? Sorry. Well, I, I'd like for people to see your face. Look at Sebastian for crazy. Professional. It's a nice uh, white room. You see nothing but his pearly teeth. <laughs> Right, he is looks. That what you do? Is that what you do at night with your wife? Turn the lights on, babe. I want to. <laughs> I want to see every. I want you to see me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would. Wa- I'd walk around like a vampire if I could. Uh, I, I have no interest in people seeing me naked. Uh, all right, Pat McGann is here, uh, and again, I don't know how this uh, is going to work. He's got a special that comes out. I, by the time this episode drops, it came out yesterday, on the twenty eighth of July. Um, I, I assume that the whole city of Chicago is a buzz. Have you, uh, are you on WGN, oh, yeah. Pat? What'd you do this morning? Skilling's talking about it. Everyone is 
<laughs> waiting to check it out. Um, uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is that we taped it here in Chicago, which was huge. Taped it at the Vic. Um, I think it looks good. The Vic looks good on camera. So I'm I, excited to get it out there. I'll tell you this. I watched the special the other night and other than, and I'll say this other than the six minutes with the guy that opens the show, I thought it really <laughs> takes off at one point. Uh, Sebastian does some time at the top. He's so sincere, uh, isn't he? Pat, Pat, I just have to say, Pat, you know, you, you can get a haircut. <laughs> I know I'm trying to make it look like I got it harder than I do. <laughs> I don't know. Let me, I got to put my glasses on. I, to me, my blurry eyes, it doesn't look bad. Pat McGann's no, hair. It's not that it looks bad. I just know Pat and he generally doesn't let himself go like this. That's a good point. So I know he, I had it. It's like, it's not the first six weeks of the pandemic where you have to walk around pretending <laughs> That uh, I, I think a lot of people did that. Like, oh, my wife cut my hair, yet they had somebody come in and give my hair a haircut. So, Pat, <laughs> it's available. I know. I got to get a cut. So, people are starting to ask me about music now. And I'm like, I don't know shit about music. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not at Woodstock, dickhead. It's still a short haircut. People who can't see it the is. video are imagining this, like, crazy mane. It's like, it's like a quarter of an inch longer than normal. I know. <laughs> It's not too bad. <laughs> it looks fine. All right, now Sebastian's got to go for uh, uh, Sebastian. Uh, take his time. Sebastian, come back and join us. A time where it's uh, we don't have to, uh, you know, uh, lick McGann's balls and set him uh, set the table for him. Hey it's Jimmy. Me. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, but, but before we let Sebastian go, you did promise him that we might play a game. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. so we have our and Pat McGann. Let me walk. Uh, we we play trivia on this game on this show, uh, Pat. Uh, so what's going to happen now is I'm going to give you guys the um, just like Final Jeopardy. I'm going to give you the topic of the uh, of the uh, trivia, and then you'll bet to yourself anywhere between zero and uh, 25 points, uh, and then you'll reveal that after I get your answer on what the trivia question is. Uh, Sebastian and Pat, you should know this: that my 12 year old going on 13 year old son writes the question every week. Um, and uh, vets them through my wife, and uh, they usually lead, uh, lead to some nice conversation, uh, and very, very rarely a grounding. But sometimes I, I've had had to ground them uh, because <laughs> of the quality of question. Because this is a top-notch podcast. I've got uh, talented people on here, so I can't have. Uh, here we go. Also, my hands. Uh, my son said, "Oh, you fucking idiot!" This uh, is Oliver coming up with the questions. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is Oliver coming up with this. I'm more excited than I knew your son's name. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, hang hang on. Let me uh, let's, let me get let's a... throw some confetti around because Pat pulled <laughs> yeah, what, the name. <laughs> what do you What do you want? Yay! <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. I don't understand. I, again, my son has the worst handwriting, so I'm going to try to say this hyperbolic. No, no. Here's the question, or here's the topic. Yeah. I'm what's the category? Against. Yelling at myself. Let's take a snack break. Let's take a snack break. Is our Subject, and now uh, to yourself, Pat. You might want to write this down because you're going to stick around, Sebastian. Write down how many points? Yeah, how many points, uh, Sebastian? You just mentally tell us how many points uh, that you're going with, or mentally to yourself. Uh, think about it, and then here's the question: Sebastian Maniscalco is going to uh, go. I, I would assume probably just to send the driver home for the day. I don't know what Sebastian <laughs> has planned. Uh, he says he's going on a lot of walks, so I can't imagine the guy that uh, rides the Tesla. Uh, all right, hyper. Here's the question: hyperbolic paraboloid. Does that sound like something to anybody? Am I getting okay? P P A P A R A B O L O I D. Say it again, Elliot. Paraboloid. Paraboloid. 
describes the shape of what popular snack? Wow. Your Hyper- son wrote this? Hyper- yeah. What's his name again? <laughs> I, I've just been told it's Oliver <laughs> by some creepy guy in Chicago who's apparently stalking my family from the Beverly. Are you still in the Beverly area, Pet? I am, yeah. Still here. You have to, right? As an Irish guy, you can't leave that area, right? Irish and racist, do you have to stay in there? I can't leave anywhere right now. I can't go anywhere. I'm growing my hair out, staying in my neighborhood. <laughs> right? You'll have to friend willard it up and join a band. Um, all right. Hyperbolic uh, para, uh, paraboloid. Say it again for me, Elliot. Paraboloid. Paraboloid describes the shape of what popular snack? All right. Think about that for a second. We'll check back in with Sebastian. We'll get his answer. Uh, but before he goes and uh, and, and we uh, dig deeper with uh, Pat about his special, um, uh, Sebastian, so what do you, you, did you already take your walk for the day, Sebastian? Took a walk uh, this morning and then uh, probably take another walk at night. Uh, first walks with the kids. Mm-hmm. Second walk is solo with the, with the wife. So, uh, yeah, a lot of walking. We actually, uh, quote unquote, hike. It's not like a hike that most people are familiar with. It's basically a uh, just a slow graded hill. Uh-huh. Uh, and we put on our hiking boots and act like we're, uh, you know, <laughs> climbing the Alps. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got uh, not much going on. A couple more Zooms today and uh, I got a probably change into a pair of pants with a paragraph on my right thigh. (laughs) (laughs) The truth is I like the shirt. I was just busting the balls because I can't read it, Uh, but I like it. I like it. It's a conversation. You wear that to Ralph's. It's a conversation piece. Well, I, I don't really want to start conversing with people at the grocery store over my over my shirt, so maybe I should go with a solid white tee. Um, but no one's really asked me about the paragraph other than you. But uh, I, I like I like your eye, and uh, and uh, thanks for bringing my uh, my ASRV uh, workout clothes into the conversation. Let, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I don't know. Do you get money for mentioning them? Is that why that happened? What? Um... Uh, are you jealous that I was able to have my eyesight, Sebastian, based on uh, what you said about your eyes, the fact that I could uh, saw that your shirt had some action going on? Does that make you jealous in any way? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm a little jealous of you that you keep snapping up your uh, your glasses every once in a while and, and, and putting them on to, to see what's going on, whether it be my paragraph or Pat's hair. I had, I had to pull out my glasses to see Pat's hair. I <laughs> Here's the thing. I got to have the zoom so tiny so that my eye contact trying to matches yours. Uh, So uh, I can't really see anything. I don't know what's happening. So I have to put the glasses on. So you guys are crisp. I want you to be crisp. Well, I I do appreciate that. I I do have a question for you. The room that you are currently in, did you put those things on the wall for the podcast or were they already, or did you go into this room and go, this is the room we're doing it in. Yeah, I got very lucky that the studio that we rented had all Never Not Funny paraphernalia on the wall. What a what a lucky roll of the dice that we walked into that room that day. The landlord's just a fan, Jimmy. <laughs> he already loved yeah. the show. It was kismet. Uh, that is uh, that is a uh, virtual background of our studio. Uh, I'm at home. Oh, okay. and uh, well, uh, uh, Matt really is good. actually at the studio. The rest of us are at yeah. our homes. Actually, look at this. This is going to blow everybody. Oh, he mind. tricked me. I can just go like that. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, wow! <laughs> there it is. It. The ma- Where's the Jimmy? Magic is over. <laughs> 
Guys, that's usually where I sit. You can see my empty seat there. That's usually where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, this, by the way, right there, the uh, the little circle above uh, my uh, right shoulder, the Hamilton-looking logo, uh, that is a uh, character of, uh, on the top of it, is a character of me throwing out the first pitch of the White Sox game. That's what oh. that... Uh, that is uh, back in 2012, I threw out the first pitch at a White Sox game. Uh, and I believe that season was completed. I don't know if that's going to happen this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Did I you get uh, over to plate. I got it. As I always like to say, if, if you were a left handed batter, uh, it would have been just a little inside. But the ump could have called it a strike if I was having a Greg Maddox type day. Um, he would have uh, it, it, it would not have been a surprise to be a to, to be a strike. But it was a little bit inside for a left hander, way outside for a right hander. Um, and it's uh, people have nerves. You've done it, Sebastian, right? The Mets, you Sebastian, say? you threw out the first pitch uh, at the Mets game a couple years back, which uh, I've never thrown out a first pitch, nor was I a big baseball guy, so I was kind of uh, intimidated the the length or the distance between home plate and the pitcher's mound was a little frightening. And how did you do? It was okay. It was a. Uh, it just just cleared the plate uh, off to low. I don't. I don't. I don't know baseball terms. Low and inside. Yeah, that's that sounds right. That sounds right. So the ball was uh, not very high, and it wasn't outside. <laughs> it. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody's busting Fauci's balls about uh, his first pitch with the Nationals last week. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want my nerds pitching a good baseball. I want that guy focused on saving my fucking life. How about that? Get off his ass. Well, did, it, did he did he did he throw it to first base? Is that what he did? He didn't throw it anywhere near the plate, to your point, Sebastian. <laughs> was he trying he to get the runner it. out? Yeah, he got, he, it was almost like when you're a kid and you don't have a first baseman, so you would just throw the ball at the guy running. He kind of did that no, as a guy no. like that would be running from home to first. Yeah. And like he's halfway. Yeah, you know what? And then he threw it. Like, yeah, it was not good. Oops. Yeah, but, yeah, but again, he's trying to save our lives. Give him a break. Maybe he's more of a more of a kickball guy, you know. In kickball, you just throw the ball right at the runner. That's right. Yeah, he, that's he was playing kickball rules. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to think about it, Sebastian. Sebastian, uh, give me your answer and uh, how much you're betting uh, on uh, on your thing. And by the way, if you win, you win five dollars. So that'll be something to talk about on your hike. <laughs> I, I bet uh, I bet ten points. Hang on, I'm gonna make a note of this. Oh, Garen, make a note of that, please, if you would. Ten points got for it. Sebastian. And your answer, Sebastian celery celery okay uh let me read let me reread the question <laughs> I, I think it's actually a pretty good answer really like, popular snack are the last two words <laughs> that's fair but you know maybe that's popular in his house that's, i don't know we're giving out celery with peanut butter out here like it's going out of style so all right i don't i don't know your neighborhood in fairness i don't know it that's healthy that's healthy i gotta start doing that yeah do a healthy uh, <laughs> all right Sebastian. you know let's take a break let's uh, so sebastian stay right there if you would let's take a break uh, we'll say goodbye to sebastian when we come back we'll talk with pat megan more about his special uh that uh that uh, uh sebastian produced and uh presents sebastian uh, uh Miniscalco presents pat mcgann is the name of the special right is there more to that or is that that's all of it right take a break what is this wgn uh radio <laughs> we're we, we, we going to commercials yes we're going to commercials sebastian we make fucking money on this we're not some assholes in a basement in, uh, in schomburg this is legit schomburg <laughs> uh all right let's take a break we'll be back uh, sebastian thank you for joining us you got it thank uh, you sebastian. all right we'll be back right after this 
Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Pat McGann is on Twitter at McGannPat, M-C-G-A-N-N-P-A-T. And Sebastian Maniscalco is on Twitter at Sebastian Comedy, S-E-B-S-T-I-A-N Comedy. And uh, they together have created When's Mom Gonna Be Home? That is Pat McGann's comedy special with uh, presented by Sebastian Maniscalco. He does a little bit at the top, and that is available anywhere you can get video, whether it's on demand on uh, Amazon or Apple TV or probably a million other places that I've never heard of. So uh, however you, whatever device or whatever platform you use to get on-demand movies, videos, specials, that's where to go to get this. And I recommend you do that because Pat is hilarious and Sebastian's pretty darn great himself. And he's uh, he's involved in that, too. So please support that and check it out. Uh, Jimmy Pardo. Meanwhile, he is still on Twitter at Jimmy Pardo. Garen is at my name is Garen. Elliot's at Elliot Hochberg. The show is at Never Not Funny. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Never Not Funny and on YouTube at youtube.com slash never not funny jimmy is doing a uh, a stand-up date uh, not really stand-up though more storytelling and this is a, a flappers zoom show that's part of the uh, flappers comedy festival or the flappers covid festival august 21st is the evening that uh, he will be doing that so go to flapperscomedy.com for more information about that uh, appearance and it's gonna be fun you can actually request he's gonna do a little crowd work in the zoom room and you can request uh, if you have a favorite story or, or joke of Jimmy's, you can ask him to do it there, and he is forced to comply. So enjoy that. Um, what else can I tell you? Oh, uh, this is very exciting. Amanda Zimmerman, uh, who's a, a friend of ours and a fan of Never Not Funny, she has uh, decided to make some Never Not Funny face masks. Um, so if you're looking for a mask with the Never Not Funny logo on it, uh, Amanda's the person to go to, and we will put a link on our site uh, right at nevernotfunny.com uh, up front there. To, uh, to get to those masks if you want to order one. So please do that. Uh, we will be giving some of the money to frontline workers and so and it also supports Amanda. So that's great too. So uh, enjoy that uh, and nothing else to say except back to the show. Matt Belnat, I want you to spring forward with a new hiring partner, Zip Recruiter. Zip Zip. And find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to this exclusive web address, web address <laughs> to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter is the way to go. Uh, look, you, you set your clocks forward. You, uh, you feel like there's more hours in the day. But if you're hiring, you, you don't have that kind of time. You got crunch time. ZipRecruiter fills those hours for you. No one wants to waste time with hiring. That doesn't sound fun. That's just like a challenge. Chore that you have to get through. I've got need. other things to do. Right. Let me do my actual job instead of trying to find someone else to work if for. If that me. jerk didn't quit, I wouldn't be doing right. this. I'd like to see Elliot hire someone as his like building managing manager assistant, assistant to the building manager. Somebody over at the familiar. Yeah, to deal with these broken chairs and all. This. There's there's a, there's a wave of looting and rioting in that building. That, Something's going on. Well, you know why, right? Yeah, the manager. Yeah, manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, why he needs an assistant uh, who would take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, visit ZipRecruiter.com/slash/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com/slash/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm going to pronounce this properly. Earnin. Earnin. E-A-R-N-I-N is pronounced Earnin. I don't know how else you would pronounce it, but they really want it clear that that's how to pronounce it. Yeah, I guess maybe some people might get a little confused because two words that are usually separated by a space are actually squished together into one word. All right, so let, let, let's all right, let's go with your premise. Mm-hmm. You got the two words. You got earn and in. How would you say those separately? Earnin. 
That's together. I asked for you to do it separately. Oh, separately. Earn in. Er, earn in. All right, now do it together. You're in. Yeah, see? You're mis- <laughs> uh, all right, so maybe they're right. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to 100 bucks a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Look, again, we, we've talked about it before. Maybe you got a last-minute gift for a loved one. you got upcoming rent. Uh, and, uh-oh, paychecks run out with the other bills. That's where Earnin jumps in and helps you out. Uh, you can download Earnin today. Uh, let me spell that for you. We've had fun pronouncing it. <laughs> now let's spell it. Let me spell it for you. E-A-R-N-I-N, and that is in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, I'm asking you to do this for us. Type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That'll let them know that we sent you there. It helps us out. Never Not Funny under podcast over there at Earnin. It is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Once again, Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up, get up to $100 a day, up to $750 bucks per pay period. Earnin. Get your money now. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2622 2622. Uh, once again, we thank Sebastian Mendescalco for joining us, uh, taking time away. Again, I don't know what he's doing today. I would imagine looking at his, his gold bars. What do you think he's doing today? I think going for a walk, Jimmy. <laughs> you made like that a walk. Clear. Yeah, a walk was on the uh, agenda. Is it easy for him to walk carrying around gold? Is it? Uh, <laughs> he's very successful, is my point, and, uh, and why not? He's very funny and works uh, works hard and deserves it. Uh, uh, that said, here's a guy that also works very hard. Uh, a little crosstalk with him before uh, Sebastian, uh, who you called? Did you call them bashed? Is that what you call them, Pat? No. No, Sebastian. Okay. No, I don't, we don't have nicknames for each other. <laughs> I like Bash, I swear to though. God. But maybe I will. That's a, that's not bad. Bashed. It sounded bashed. like you said, thanks, Bashed. And I was like, what the fuck? That's the worst nickname of any. No, 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 no. <laughs> but what about just Bash? Bash is pretty good. Oh, I, like, I do like Bash as a nickname. Bash Brothers. I've heard uh, people call him Seb. Seb um, is a popular nickname for Sebastian. Uh, there was the, Remember Ellis Paul, the very first t- time he was on our show, uh, mentioned that his favorite runner of all time is some guy. Is it Sebastian Coe? Is that a name? Mm, the name could be. But but he said Seb Coe or something. He said Seb something, and I thought it was the greatest name. And then uh, when I heard it was a nickname for Sebastian, I got even more excited. <laughs> that sounds like a company, Sebco. You go to Sebco. You got. You, yeah. Now you're a member at Sebco, are you not, Pat? Ten <laughs> yeah, percent off all your points purchases. program. <laughs> Good for you. Take advantage, especially during the pandemic. You don't want to travel as uh, get out and shop as much as you can. Go once. Take advantage of those points to get your deals. Can't pay full price for wiper fluid in a pandemic. <laughs> Go to Subco. Do you guys remember? And it was very nice that they did this. But when the auto insurance people gave us a break for the three months that this thing was supposed to last, quote unquote, uh, there's no chatter of them doing that again, is there? There's no chatter of the auto insurance giving us another break since we're obviously going to be in this for a while. Well, they know you got twelve hundred. Just use some of your twelve hundred. <laughs> right? Just use that. That should make you. That should be fine for you guys for yeah. for a year, right? They also the cell phone. I know you 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 all probably have uh, unlimited data, but I'm still one of those people who has like a, a certain allotment of data. And uh, and Verizon did a thing where they were like, uh, you know what? For April, we're going to give you an extra whatever it was six gigabytes of data 
And uh, I was like, oh, wow, thank you so much because uh, there's no better time to have extra data than when you're locked in your house for a month. <laughs> just on Wi-Fi the entire month. I literally didn't use any of it. And like, if you looked at the app, it was like, you've used 0.01% of your data this month. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't fucking do it. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, there's no doubt they know that, right? There's no doubt that yeah, they- Yeah, it seemed like a very empty gesture. Uh, empty extend your free nights and weekends. You still on that one of those plans? Like we catch up over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> they let me. They let me expand my uh, my my fave five to six. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, boy, I I know I don't know if I ever stressed out more in my life than my MCI five or my Facebook five. Remember, not Facebook, MySpace. Oh, the MySpace. When, yeah. When you had to, and because at least the MCI people didn't know who it was, but the MySpace was. People saw who your five were, mm-hmm. and people legitimately got upset if they weren't one of those five. Like, I forgot about that. Sh- that is weird. That's a weird feature. Yeah. I so, rotated them. Good for you. Like your tires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every 3,000 yeah, miles. You can get that done at Sebco, by the way. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. They got a nice auto department over at Sebco. They do. Uh, back when I worked at the gas station in high school, you know, the Kmart across the street from the gas station had an auto department that was uh, rated, actually was truly rated in Tinley Park, Illinois. It was rated at the time, one of the best auto departments in the, in, in the city. I don't know who rates that. You know, uh, maybe, what was the, maybe AAA, maybe something like that. Uh, but I remember our mechanics at the gas station would go, they're all fly-by-night mechanics over there. Don't trust your car to the Kmart. They're all fly-by-night. And I would go, actually, they uh, recorded a AAA or whatever it was. They got a pretty good rating. Ah, that's a payoff from the big companies. You want to ah. stick with the, uh, okay. All right, Roger. <laughs> His name was Roger. And boy, he was very mad at the uh, mechanics at the Kmart. Who gives a shit? You're, you're, you've got one bay and you it's You always full. feel like you're getting taken no matter where you go, right? Yes, of course. I mean, it's just, you don't go to the dealer. That's the number one rule. Unless it's a, it's like a, uh, the call, not the callback. That's, that's our no, I term. Think, I, think the call, call, the, no, I think it's callback. Back. I think you're right, Pat. <laughs> uh, recall. Recall. Uh, or if it's under warranty. Yeah, that's warranty. another good time to yeah. bring it into the, uh, there's, I'm going to list about nine more reasons why you should take it to the dealer. <laughs> but otherwise, Pat's right. Um, uh, Pat, what are you driving that? Are you driving? When's the last time you got in your car and drove? Today, actually, I had to do, um, I was doing some morning radio. And you went to the station? I don't get a lot of, no, 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 I don't get a lot of good service. So I was like calling. And Ah. my service here is not great. And it's not always quiet here. So I I get in the car and I go and park underneath the cell tower and knock it all out. That a boy. It's Uh, like my office, my roaming office. Sure. Well, I mean, as a, as a road comic, it, it, you, ever, you ever meet those guys, Pat? When I started in comedy, they would always brag about how their car is their office. Oh, and yeah. They, and they would go, you know, I got my briefcase over there, and then I got my, my pens and stuff over there. This is where I keep my map. I keep my receipts there. Great. My Good car point. is my office. Are there 30 empty water bottles on your office floor? <laughs> <laughs> is that what your office looks like? <laughs> right, right. It never would. I would just never wanted to have that uh, rod of clothes in my back seat it was like if i can never get to that point you ever see that when they're oh yes they like the closet in there yeah that would always you know pete schwaba chicago and pete schwaba did you ever work with pete pat i have worked with pete yeah pete's uh as as people know one of my closest friends and just so funny he i used to pack for the road pat this is legit i would pack like let's say back in the day it was a tuesday through sunday gig i would not only pack uh six pants for the stage, I would also pack six pants for the off stage. So I would pack 
12 pairs of pants for that week and that and also with it then 12 shirts uh you know 12 pairs of socks maybe i would convince, convince myself six pairs of under uh, pants were okay but then i picked up pete to go on the road and he, he came out with a laundry basket like that was his uh suitcase and it was a laundry basket and he's he, I, I, I go is that everything he goes yeah i got the two pairs of pants in there plus the one i'm wearing and plus some shirts and, I was like, and that woke me up to like hey dickhead you know you're not you don't you don't have to dress two different outfits every day you fucking weirdo <laughs> there's a uh, better way to do it you had like your uh your press clothes and then your show clothes yes it was <laughs> right it's like uh i just it was is stupid. nice when you drive and you can just throw a ton of stuff in the car and yes have some choices but yeah uh, you got to learn how to pack when you're traveling right uh but but to your point i never wanted to be the guy with the with the clothes rod in the back seat and and by the way that guy always would brag about it too the same as the office guy he would go i got all my clothes right in the back there i put him back there i hang him up it's like good for you get a fucking house like yeah. everything about it is like you're not bragging it's the saddest sentence you've ever said i remember doing a run with um you ever work with john rathbone oh uh, let me see if i can get john's voice down yeah i work with john rathbone it was like Traverse City, somewhere else in the middle of Michigan, maybe ended up in Grand Rapids, but it was a different city every day. And, uh, I mean, he was really nice to me, but he was like the first day, hey, bit of a tradition. I'm taking you out to lunch this weekend. You and I, it's a tradition. And uh, it never happened. The oh. weekend, I was waiting for the uh, tradition to kick in. Yeah, that never happened? <laughs> I think you did okay on that. I think you dodged a bullet on that, uh, missing that tradition. <laughs> maybe it was, maybe the tradition was him actually standing you up, like saying he was going to exactly. do it and then not. So I started it. that tradition too. I, when I started uh, closing, I would tell people, I'm taking you out to lunch, and then I never did. Good for you. Yeah, you learned it from the best. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that is a great. Got wrath, he's got wrath bones. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to teach uh, new comics about uh, the disappointment that awaits them. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. The road's tough, young man. Yeah. Uh, or lady who's ever working. Uh, uh, I will say that I actually, uh, Pat, uh, you were uh, you bypassed opening for me on the road. But uh, I always do bring the if I can, I bring the comic out for lunch one of those days. Um, I don't give a big, big presentation about it, uh, building up to it. I just go, uh, uh, hey, you want to go to lunch? And then when they uh, try to pay, I go, ah, you know what? It's on me. I'm making more than you this week. And, uh, you know, I'm a hero. So that's that's uh, what you got to do, right? I, that's nice and again it's what guys did for me when i started like they the headliner makes more money it's a, and so like if a ten dollar lunch isn't going to kill that person and it's camaraderie and it's paying back the in my case i see it as paying back all the guys that did it for me as i was coming up oh sure um and I, by the way i don't do it every week because there's some weeks that i don't want to have lunch with that person <laughs> <laughs> wow and now they know i hope that it's person's not listening over people right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I'm kidding. Of course, there's some times where I, you know, travel does not allow me to, to do yeah. that, have anything more than just a quick lunch in the room or whatever. But, uh, uh I say that cause I don't want somebody listening to this to your point, Matt, of some guy going, <laughs> wait a minute, what? you didn't bring me to lunch. What the hell? Yeah. It, uh, all right. Pat McGann's here. He's got the new special over there in the, uh, it's on the Netflix, right, Pat? No, it's um, Amazon, Amazon, yeah, Apple Jesus TV. Christ, I've gotten everything wrong about this. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, get it. Uh, we got, uh, like there's a, it's not called iTunes anymore, I guess. This is Apple Movies or whatever, right? You can buy it through Apple. You can buy it through Amazon. It's called... Yeah, I've just been telling everybody, if you look for it, you should be able to find it. If you can't find it, you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not kidding about that. Hey, you got a record? Google it. 
Um, uh, it's called When's Mom Gonna Be at Home? It's Sebastian Mendescoco presents Pat McGann. They were shot at the Vic Theater there in, uh, in I'm sorry, I said Los Angeles, in Chicago. Uh, beautiful venue. I saw Richard Lewis doing stand-up comedy there. I saw Sam Kinison do stand-up comedy there. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, that's a great venue. I used to live right up there, so it was cool for me to go back there and... Yeah, why would, nice why would you live up there? You're a Southside guy at heart. Why would you live in Wrigleyville? I lived there after school when I was working. I was work, My job was like up in Morton Grove, so I was trying to get closer, and right. that's kind of where everybody was living during those years, your and 20s. Did you do, so, were, you, were you doing comedy then, Pat? No, I was not. I started uh, just a few years after that. I was still living on the north side when I started, though. All right. Dude. And when, when did you start, Pat? I started in like 2008. 2008. Started going to some open mics. Got a little late start. A little late bloomer. 31. I was in sales for a while, and then I was like, "Let me, let me try this." I was writing a lot, but I've never been on stage. I was never like a, you know, a stage guy. Right. Uh, and I remember the first time you and I met was at the Zannies uh, on Wells. You were the MC. Jim Flanagan was the feature act. I was headlining it, and. Uh, uh, boy, what a strong show that was. And I remember at the time, by the way, that might have been 2000, late 2008, early 2009. All I know is we did not have lunch. I remember not having lunch with you. <laughs> What's so up? We had a good time. What happened? Uh, that may have been, by the way, that may have been pre I'm going to buy lunch for guys uh, days. I don't I don't know if I was making no, enough you, money in 2008 to buy lunch for everybody. You were home. You were home and you had family. And um, yeah, that's uh yeah, that's when I was house MC at Zanas. I got to meet a lot of comics then. I was getting so much stage time, and I was anchored there Tuesdays through Sundays. Um, it was it was a great time. Pat, just to be clarify, though, you would wear six different pairs of pants, uh, one each night, right? Just <laughs> yeah, right. Because I, I wasn't traveling then. That was a good thing. Good. I had all my clothes at my disposal. Sure. Uh, all right, Pat McGann's here. He's on the south side of Chicago. He's in the Beverly area. One of my favorite record stores in the world is in Beverly uh in uh, the Beverly area of Chicago. It's, I believe it's even called Beverly Records. Is it not, Pat? It is. Beverly Records. Yeah, it's been there as long as I can remember. I used to ride my bike there. It was a, a, you know, it was a very small version of Amoeba, but it felt like they, if you walked in there and said, hey, do you got the uh, the 12-inch version of this song? The guy would go, yeah. And you'd go, I, you couldn't believe that they had it. Like they had everything. And even if it took that guy 30 minutes to go through boxes, he would find it for you and uh and he had it and uh yeah that's a phenomenal place. that's a good bike ride for you where were you biking from hometown wow that's that's not go. that far right hometown not to Beverly? too far but still it's, it's uh, admirable especially those... on the south side any kind of exercise i always say <laughs> a guy on a bike it's like a dui yeah DUI. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that was a we grew up riding our bikes that was the you know yeah. the, the 70s and 80s where you you hopped on your bike and you went everywhere you had to go Hey, that, sure. that that just made me uh, think of a question I had for you guys, because um, I've been riding my bike a lot. A, a, have any of you ever gotten a ticket riding a bike, like a like a traffic ticket, like you, you ran a red or you did something you were not supposed to do, but on a bike? Are you about to tell us you got a ticket? No, I. but I. what happened was I, I ran a red, uh, and then after I did it, it was one of those things where... Um, the light was about to change, but only the like left turns were, were, were lit. And those guys had already gone. They were passed. So I, I would just start it a little early, but it was technically still red. And right after I did it, I saw two cop cars in a row and I suddenly panicked. And I, I did this. Probably the most embarrassing thing is I, I like 
I ducked down a side street into an alley and I like went onto the sidewalk and I was like, just, I was like, just in case, just in case, like I, yeah. I like, what if I like there, how much effort are they going to put into it? Like if I go down this alley and into this little thing, they probably will be like, ah, forget it. Right. But like, I, then I, then I turned it back around and I was like, they didn't even turn around, obviously. I don't know. It sounds to me like the, there's two of them. One guy called for backup. You, uh, <laughs> they, this is Burbank. Like I, Burbank cops Burbank. are cr- like, they would do that. I feel like they would do it. So that's, that's why I, I took precautions. But, but then I was like, would, would that ever happen? I would have to be pretty egregious, right? I don't know. I know people that got, I believe my wife got a, a jaywalking ticket in Burbank many years ago. I, like there, I got a jaywalking. I don't know if it was a warning or ticket in studio city when I first moved here, but, but I guess that's similar. Yeah. But like, I just, do they treat like, oftentimes I'll think like I, I ride my bike as if I'm both a car and a pedestrian, depending on which favors my, what I need. Like, yes. I'm like, well, right now I'm a pedestrian. So I'm going to just go when I shouldn't because a, a person walking would just go right now. And then when I'm, when I'm in the street and I'm like, well, now I'm a car, I'm in your way. You can't buzz by me. I have to take up a whole lane. So I, I, I feel like they would have cause to give me a ticket if they cared, but I don't know if they care. Better. You were in the mask while you're on the bicycle. I do wear the mask. Yeah, you wear the mask. I think it's actually good for. Um, I think it. I think it helps uh, the environment. Not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pollute with uh, with my morning breath, but uh, <laughs> no. I I think um, I think it actually helps my endurance. Like because it's a little harder to breathe through it. I think it actually helps me build up my. Uh, if I may, those lungs. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a product you can buy that's specifically for that. And when I saw that, I was like, why isn't anybody telling all these people who are complaining about wearing a mask that it's actually good for working out? Right. Yeah. Like you're actually helping. It's a good, it's a better workout. If you, if I'm not mistaken, Matt, are you still wearing the one that I gave you? I am. Yeah. Uh, that one I believe was designed for working out. I believe that, uh, that is, uh, it to is yeah. point. that is one of the ones that I, uh, again, when this whole pandemic hit, I, I bought, I might be off by about one or two on this. I bought 7,000 masks, yeah. <laughs> uh, all different types, uh, because uh, some said it'll take three weeks to arrive. And then somebody said, oh, this one will take uh, tw- uh, two weeks to arrive. This one will take 10 days. This one will be here in three days. And so I went into a mask panic and then they all showed up. And yeah. now I, and then my cousin made me some wonderful masks and our, our listener, Kevin made us some great masks. Um, and so if you need masks, I'm your guy. If you need any sort of mask. Uh, yeah, I know. It's like I, I feel bad because uh, we have too many. And then I know like I was just listening to a podcast. This isn't this is actually a sad story. But um, there was an outbreak at San Quentin. There was an outbreak in Chino. Like the prisons are having a terrible time with the coronavirus and uh, they don't have enough masks. So I don't know if there's a way to like get the extra no. masks to them. But. I, I will say this. I don't have supply prison amount of masks. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't. I feel like any amount might help. Like, yeah. I don't know. They've got, they, they were giving out like two masks per inmate for the, the whole duration. That's not good. No, it's not yeah. good. Uh, do you hey, wash your masks? Um, the cloth ones I do. I, I also yes. have those disposable ones that uh, they're like surgical masks that I, that's the one I prefer when I'm just out walking. Yeah. Just uh, like after a few, like three or four times or. My wife, wa- the, the cloth ones that our kids wear, she washes them after every use, which I think is a little much. If you're I don't outside. do it after I, 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 I've gotten a little lax on that. It, w- it was after every use and now it's like, 
it, uh, I know. I just walk around the neighborhood. It's fine. Yeah. Everybody's uh, fine. Hey, Pat, did the light on your uh, right side go out? <laughs> no, it didn't. I think it's just... Uh... <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, all right, Pat McGann is here. He's uh, thank like for thankfully for us, he picked the darkest room in his house to uh, <laughs> in. Uh, he's got the new special coming out. Uh, well, I guess it's out by the time this episode drops. Uh, the special is out on Amazon. Uh, I've just been told Apple. It's movies. already broken records. It's already. Oh, is that right? Oh, cool. That's yeah. exciting. Hey, at Pat. This to point, that, uh, at this point, it's climbing the charts. <laughs> it. Uh, you know, you make that joke. We uh, many years ago we had Weird Al Yankovic on this show and he he had never had a number one album and what the album was released the day that uh he was on our show and i was jokingly saying it's climbed the charts and uh it's it's number one by the time you hear this it's number one and al's like yeah it's number one why not let's say it and sure enough it ended up going to number one so uh oh, that's great let's hope yours goes to number one because of that and break some records yeah we'll see i don't even know if there are records to be broken but i, I want uh, people to see it and i I'm excited to get it out there. So did you parody any Michael Jackson songs that might actually help? <laughs> Those help. Uh, I think if anybody's breaking records with specials, by the way, it's either your buddy Sebastian or Bash and uh, <laughs> or Jim Gaffigan. Those are the two that yeah. would break the the records. Uh, right. And I think Gaffigan has a new special uh, that just came out, too. Right. So, yes. uh, well, you got competition for that top. Spot, I wanted right? to go toe to toe Gaffigan. I was Good. like, OK, this mm-hmm. guy talks about his family. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> So do I. <laughs> my favorite line of the whole thing pat it because it, it, it's it, it's surprised not that the whole thing didn't isn't good it's very good not good special and uh uh was the uh, uh uh pulling the high chair up when you're too old pulling the high chair up to the table and uh uh i i, I hate to set you up for the bit but you know the bit i'm talking about I, instead of me repeating yeah, it why, why don't say, you go like, ahead. no one cares because i'm the youngest and no one cares about their youngest you know, like I sat in a high chair until I was 11. <laughs> like they took the tray off and put me against the table, but I looked like a lifeguard sitting there. It's just like <laughs> up in my tower. Like I was refing a volleyball match. Love it. Like I'm a lifeguard. Made. In fact, uh, Danielle and Oliver and I all laughed out loud at the, that one. Uh, uh, and the rest Oliver's going to laugh again when he hears my answer to that trivia question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, he's already disappointed with celery. So uh, you're going to, you're in the, uh, you're in a safe spot. Um, all right, let me go around the horn. Let me check in with everybody. Let me get everybody's uh, answer to the uh, trivia question. But uh, first, we go to the uh, Never Not Funny Weather Desk. Um, and uh, we, uh, by the way, speaking of weather, Pat, you must be uh, uh, sad. Uh, Jerry Taft, of course, passed away last week. Uh, I know. I saw that. That was a bummer. Yeah, I saw um, he and Mark Jean Greco, I guess, had a great friendship. And Mark Jean Greco had a great post um, about it. Yeah, people were bummed out about that. I uh, I saw that. Obviously, it's sad when anybody dies, but that was one of those uh, that uh, some some Chicagoans were maybe overreacting to how much they knew Jerry Taft, the weatherman. <laughs> and like somebody's like, this one really hits hard. Does it? <laughs> Does it? Local weatherman passing ruined your. OK, you know how it is. We get attached to people out here. We don't like uh, any change, uh, any kind of change. Like people just thought the guy was going to live forever, I guess. Was, well, he, you st- know to, was he still working? That, was he still working, Pat? No, he did retire a couple of years okay. ago. Um, I mean, he I still to prepare. He tried to pre- prepare us. He tried, he tried to get us ready for this big day. But he knew yeah. it's still, still oh, really, still stung for some folks. <laughs> uh, I will tell you this to that point. Growing up, and maybe even too late in life, I assumed that the world all knew who like Joan Esposito was. 
you know, right. or or Ron Majors. Like I, th- I assumed, well, that's the news person. They all, everybody knows who that those people are. And uh, then you realize, no, each city has their own individual local news person. And nobody knows who Fahey Flynn is other than you, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, your circle of friends, idiot. I did uh, feel that way, like watching the last dance. So I don't know if you guys got into that. Yeah. That was so Chicago on display. And like Gene Greco had a, had a cameo and uh, a lot of Chicago people there. That seemed to be like our heyday looking back, you know, Jordan playing courtsides like Siskel and Oprah and right. really gave people from Chicago confidence. Of, like we were like, we had swagger then, you know, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. put us on the map, the nineties. <laughs> Finally, before that, it was that fucking fire. Nothing. Since that <laughs> yeah. fire. And then the bears. Uh, the bears in 85. Uh, they're good, Jim. That are good. The bears and the, it's a good thing you got your mom out of here, Jim. They're coming. Um, that's uh, my Pete Schwab story Mike Toomey said when you meet Pete Schwab you gotta get a Monsters of the Midway reference in (laughs) so we were working together during the Bears season and I was like you watching the game tomorrow he's like yeah and I was like Monsters of the Midway like like, (laughs) bring it in I just met the guy Toomey Toomey put me up to it (laughs) you could see wash over his face like oh this this guy sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he probably he probably had to be so conflicted too. Like, well, I like this guy, but he just said the most overused, doesn't understand sports <laughs> phrase. What do I say? How do I how do I compute? Um, there was uh, Pete's other great one that he heard was uh, 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 about the Bulls and the Bulls. If somebody goes, somebody comes into a bar and goes, uh, "Hey, the Bulls won," and a guy turns and goes. Was Jordan key in that game? <laughs> like, yeah, Jordan was key in that game. Guy that doesn't understand the game. Um, of course he was. It's Michael fucking. It's great. Did uh, Jordan contribute? Did, how did Jordan do? He, how did he, he did great. Uh, all right. Uh, Garen Cockrell's over there at the Never Not Funny Weather Desk, uh, sponsored by uh, com, which is sponsored by dogpile.com. Um, Garen, how's Van Nuys, California today? What's the weather in Van Nuys today? Oh, Jimmy, we're looking at a balmy 81 degrees in Van Nuys, California. I'm, of course, in Sherman Oaks, California, where I'm sure the temperature is the same. Very similar, you think? Very <laughs> similar. Considering that you're lying, that you're in Van Nuys? Maybe a d- degree or two different. You never, you know. I've got uh, some news like here. like the median income level. Again, I'm, 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 as you know, I'm in real Sherman Oaks, and it's a 79 here. 79? And what are you looking at, uh, Garen? I'm in North Sherman Oaks, Matt. <laughs> right, right which, sure which is known as Van Nuys. We're looking at 81 degrees. 80, a little hotter. Well, it's more north. <laughs> uh, Pat, what are you looking at? My, my father texted me yesterday and said it was like 90-something degrees. Uh, our friend Jason Benetti described the weather yesterday at the Sox game as a pizza oven. Ugh. Yeah, it's hot. You got, you got the temperature, and then you got what it feels like, too, Jimmy. We like to talk uh, about what it feels like. Give me that. What do you got? So what do you got going over there, Pat? It's probably like 89, 90. All right. Anyway, what's it feel like? It feels like Jerry Taft is dead. Well, we lost him. <laughs> this one stinks, Pat. I can't talk about you. I can bring up the weather now. Oh, I don't God. know what it is. Source. Did you hear? My source died. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, yesterday during the uh, White Sox game, Jason Benetti did a, a, a Jimmy Pardo joke. Like, I couldn't believe it. Uh, not, not, not something for my act, but a Jimmy Pardo type joke. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the twins, uh, I believe it was a twin hit a double that just kept sailing over the left the fielder's head. I'm sorry. The right fielder's head, or, or maybe, maybe it was Adam Engel's first double. I forget who gives a shit. Uh, but the ball kept going over and, and Steve Stone said, 
Uh, boy, that guy, that uh, kept saying, he goes, yes, it did. That was a Christopher Cross double. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's great. Nice. That, if that's not a Pardo piece, I don't know what is. <laughs> I'm sure you've influenced him a lot. Oh, my God. There's nobody better. Than, uh, by the way, the, 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 the Sox lost yesterday 14-2, to two, I believe, was the score. And Jason Benetti, because he's so stinking good at his job, made that three hours still amazingly entertaining. It was, yeah, it was a one game. I, I did not watch that one. I watched the first two, and I missed most of yesterday's. But he's they're phenomenal, both of oh, them. They really are. Even, St- great. even Steve Stone somehow knows how to have comic timing when he's with Jason Benetti. It's like the two of them together are just fantastic. Uh, yeah, they really are good. I hope they can uh, keep playing. Jesus, that news out of the Marlins camp today is not good. The, uh, I can't believe it was a Florida team. That's that <laughs> shocking, right? <laughs> Wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I believe the last was uh, it was eleven players uh, got it over the weekend. So isn't that all uh, of them? Uh, four one day, seven the next. Uh, it's a lot of them, Elliot. Yeah, and it, and it's enough to have postponed two different games today. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe another week at the most. This thing freaking happens. <laughs> Well, that happened in the in MLS also, and the, oh, it did. The, they they were doing a slightly different thing where when they came back, they they started. They're just doing a tournament to start with, and then they're going to start their regular season in August. But when they came back, uh, they were trying to uh, you know quarantine everybody in the the complex down in Orlando, and right away one team like nine guys tested positive, and so they just sent them home. That was Dallas. Um, FC Dallas and so they just sent him home and then like five days later same thing happened with Nashville so they just sent them home and since then it's been fine um so luckily I feel like if you can just isolate the team then the rest of the league can keep going hopefully and then those guys will just make up those games later you know like just they'll just have to reschedule them for a later time oh yeah 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 Mm. yeah never felt more like we needed it something to watch right I'm with you, Pat. I, I, I said, and maybe this is, maybe I, I don't think I'm overstating this. I, I felt peace for those three hours each day while these games were happening. Like it, it, my mind was taken away from what's happening, even though they talk about it nonstop because there's nobody there and they're all worried about the coronavirus. But yet, watching the baseball was like this is what we need. This we need. And somebody was on Twitter saying, and I and I hate this bullshit of, you know, people are dying. Stop tweeting about baseball. It's like. We, we can't dwell on this every second we're awake. We would go right. crazy. We needed a distraction. And luckily, baseball brought it. And, and I don't, obviously, I don't want anybody to get sick or get hurt. Uh, but it was a nice escape it feels, from it. It feels like a pastime. Like you always call it the pastime, but you never even know what that meant. Because right. time was like no one had any time. Now it literally is like, let me fill these next few hours and escape right. from this, like you said. Yeah. It is, uh, uh, hopefully, and hopefully everybody will be safe and those guys will not get so sick that, you know, they have to be hospitalized and we wish them all the best, except for the Marlins because I don't care about them. But the point <laughs> it's, it's fun to throw all those disclaimers out, but I'm still like pissed at the ump if his strike zone sucks. Like. Right. <laughs> uh, there was that talk of them going to that computerized umpire for home plate so that the guy, the umpire didn't have to be so close. Um, and I guess they uh, decided that they weren't going to do that, which is, uh, Kind of a bummer. I think that would have been a smart, uh, if there's ever a season to do, that it's this weird 60-day season. 60 yeah, game people season. would be open to it now more than ever, I'm sure, too. Yeah, like, uh, we, we all look at it on the TV anyway. We all see what's a strike or a ball. Use that. Call it from the sidelines, right? Is the yeah. um, is the ump wearing a mask under his... He wears a mask, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, at least the, the guys were at the Sox game. Yeah. I mean, seems relatively safe. The and then the guys, guys the Dodger game, I was watching the Dodgers Giants last night. They, they That gentleman, too. And, and maybe I just happened to catch every single time that he had it on. Maybe he takes it off at some point, but seemed to have it on. I saw a batter wearing one in preseason. Is, is, is that widespread? Or are there a lot of players wearing the neck gaiter? Uh, a lot of a lot of guys were wearing the actual mask over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Some weren't uh, while they're playing. They would be up at bat with the mask on. Yeah, uh, or out in the field, but not everybody. Yeah, I kind of be tough. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a little. It's definitely awkward, but I kind of feel like it would be a nice message to send to the people who don't think they need to wear it or they think it's infringing their rights. It would be a nice message if everybody were doing it. But obviously, in this in these circumstances, it is very symbolic because they're testing everybody constantly in this, in the, in the pro sports uh, settings. And so if anybody had it, it, they would be identified pretty quickly. I don't know why the, the mask is almost unnecessary at that point. You're, I, I, I'd almost like to see them promote that part a little bit more, how the testing is, is working and, and preventing, you know, additional problems. Cause that's, that's, that's how all those other countries got out of this. Yep. Right. They traced and tested. Yeah. Well, uh, if an entire team just came down with, <laughs> No, COVID. but then if they, if they don't play anymore that's and good. nobody else gets it, then that's yeah. then it's working. That proves that right. it worked. They they, yeah, they contained it and they didn't let it. It's spread. just crazy that they were doing all that and then this team still had an outbreak. Like this thing it's, is just like yeah. relentless. And did somebody? I, I I haven't seen because we had to start this show and the headlines all happened right as we were getting ready to come to to record today. Uh, and I'm sure by the time that this episode airs, that the, these answers will be uh, these questions will be answered. Uh, did like did did two of the young Marlins guys go out to a nightclub or something like, and then brought it back to the clubhouse? Like if you're all quarantining, quarantining is that a, that sounds wrong? But I guess I'm saying yeah. it right. Yeah. Uh, if if you're all in quarantine, and then you all then come to the stadium, then you all go back one would assume that there's nobody to run into that has it. So did somebody break protocol? Did did anybody see the news on that? I haven't heard that yet, but something will come out for sure. I bet that is what happened with there's, there's a women's pro soccer team that there, the women's uh, pro league is also doing a tournament right now. And there was one team that, uh, you know, eight people tested positive and they were like, Oh, they're from Orlando. And they all went out to a nightclub. They all went to a bar together. And it's like, well, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It's literally the one thing they tell you don't do. Yeah, um, especially when you're about to go into a bubble to play a tournament. Like, just be smart. Oh, geez. All right, let's check back in with the weather desk. That's Garen Cockrell up there in Van Nuys. I've been told it's in the 80s, temperature-wise up there. Uh, Garen, anything happened over the weekend we should tell Pat McGann about? Um, I mean, I'm sure you know that Taylor Swift has a new album that came out surprising <laughs> on Friday night. She just uh, dropped it. Surprise the audio the kind of broke up on that. Uh, and I, I'm not saying that to be funny. Uh, oh. <laughs> it sounded like you said Twitch has a new album out. That, that is not what you said. Uh, DJ Twitch. Yeah, I think that's uh, Ellen's DJ. Is that Ellen's DJ? Just dropped I'm, his By the way, I'm sure he's disgruntled. <laughs> Probably. I'm sure, sure DJ Twitch is going to release some sort of tell-all soon. <laughs> no, Taylor Swift dropped her album. And are you liking it, Garen? Love it. You love it, huh? No Folklore is called, right? Folklore. Love it. Great stuff. Did she, did she create all these, this music during the quarantine? Well, that's a good question, Gary. Uh, supposedly, she said they've, so. they've been doing it over the past four months. Wow. That's I don't know if that's exactly eight. true, but who knows? It's, it's, wow. I mean, I, I was trying to figure out, it seemed like what she was going to be doing if it weren't for a pandemic 
this year is she was doing these big stadium shows in the U.S. and then she was going to go to Europe. So I would have imagined that if if it hadn't been for the pandemic, she would have been preparing for those shows, right? She yeah. would have been producing that and figuring out the staging and all that stuff. So I guess maybe without that thing to do and being at home, she decided to just write some songs. And uh, There was also, she was making a big deal about how she was going to re-record all of her original albums to get her masters back, yeah, yeah. but... So it's kind of surprised that she dropped this and not some other Instead kind of, of doing that. Yeah. 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 But I like well, it. It's good. great. Good. And Matt, you're enjoying it as well, right? I like, uh, I like it. Okay. It's, it, it, it was, uh, it's very like, this sounds derogatory, but it's very, it's it got a very snoozy vibe to it. It's very low key. And, um, like I was, I was sort of wishing there would be a little bit of variation in the tempo and the, and the sort of energy of it uh, the first time I listened to it. But there's, yeah, there's like four or five songs that I think are really good. And then there's some that, you know, not that nothing radio friendly though. Like I don't think a single song is really a radio friendly song, which is interesting. I was joking with Garen on the, we were texting about it over the weekend and I was saying like, uh, I feel like, I thought that of like two albums ago, she should have t- made this left turn of like, she's doing more and more pop and there's almost like hip hop to, to some of the stuff she's done in the last few years. I thought like, go back, do like a, do, do an acoustic country album and people will be like, that's cool. So I kind of was hoping this would be that. Um, and there's like one song that's like that, I think, but the rest of it to me is at, at its worst is kind of like bargain bin Kate Bush vibes which oh. I'm like i don't need to hear taylor swift <laughs> trying to be Kate hurtful <laughs> she's this is not her wheelhouse you know like i she's good at certain things and and being like an indie folk artist is not one of them to matt me. i don't want I, I don't want to uh be this guy name two kate bush songs <laughs> i can't but i know what she sounds like <laughs> uh she sounds like black this. velvet is black velvet kate bush no that's not no, get get the the files. out of here you moron Elliot, mute yourself fuck god you're so wow. stupid it's like <laughs> so much why do you even open your mouth you're question the, oh, that god. i wasn't sure about even. damn it in front of pat mcgann you pull this bullshit my fellow chicagoan wait god. uh damn it ellie you call yourself the iron dragon <laughs> <laughs> thank you pat, pat it's Kate Bush okay, biggest i don't hits. know any i don't know any either elliot i have no oh, idea I, I can name one i took I a swing at least uh, i can I name- do listen to taylor swift though because it's great crossover with the kids like something we can all get around yes right and i put it on this weekend which i typically do and it just shuffles on spotify and i was like this doesn't sound so that's what they were playing the new album i think yeah and you're right. It was a little it's kind of a ho-hum, like, kind of same. It's very low energy. Like you're saying. Yeah. yeah well, like I'm going to look into it because my, my complaint with her has always been a little too high energy for me. So I'm going to, uh, <laughs> this sounds like it's the perfect time for me to dive into Taylor Swift. I thought of one uh, Kate Bush song, though. This Woman's Work. That's a song by Kate Bush. Right? Great song. It's a really great, great song. song. Yeah. That's right. It's, I, I believe that's on the She's Having a Baby soundtrack. Is that the, I think it is, the yeah. one that's on that soundtrack? Could be, yeah. Uh, her big hit was, of course, uh, Running Up That Hill. Right. That was oh, it is? Hit. Is that right? Yeah. I was literally going to say her other hit has to be, is about a hill. My, and I thought yeah. I was going to say that for humor. <laughs> I don't know why. It turns out it was right. Running Up That Hill. Now that I think about it, my joke doesn't even really work. It's not Kate Bush. It's it's something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't uh, know who Nice. Good job. Like a Joni Mitchell sort of thing? Kind of a, no. No. It's Sarah it's just, McLaughlin? It's just very... Uh, it's not even that it's very indie it's very like minimalist indie like cat power maybe yeah yes 
Yeah, Natalie yeah. Merchant. Yeah, oh, a little, that's a little Natalie Merchant, but all, like I feel like the Sarah McLaughlin, Natalie Merchant, they all had more. Like there was some, uh, they're they're not low energy as much as they're just very soft. Like this feels right. low energy. I think Cat Power is actually a very good. DeFranco, <laughs> Andy, Andy <laughs> DeFranco. Cal about low energy. Now you're just listing Lilith Fair. <laughs> Lesbians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, all right, Garen, uh, uh, time is running short. What? Give me your answer on the, uh, as a reminder, the question is, um, uh, hyperbolic, uh, per, uh, say it for me, Elliot. Paraboloid. Paraboloid describes the shape of what popular snack? By the way, hang on a second. Before you say anything, I have to write mine, mine down. Oh, boy. Uh, I did not do it. Uh, has celery been taken? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Uh, 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 oh, no, I can't pull the name of it. I can't pull the name of what I want to say. Is it Twizzlers? <laughs> oh, no, that could a... be the answer, Matt. Be careful. I'm kidding. It's not Twizzlers. There's no fucking way. What if it is Twizzlers? Uh, I just said that as a joke, but I know we got to be Jesus. careful. You might've given him the answer. If you did, this would be the best episode ever. <laughs> My God, it would be not uh, for me because I'm not going with Twizzlers. <laughs> I wrote something else down. <laughs> oh, you did? Red did vines? You write it down? <laughs> no, hang okay. on a second. I got to write my write answer down. down. Yes, did you say red vines? Right. <laughs> yeah, I wrote red vines. <laughs> um, I can't think of the name of the thing I want to write down. You know what? Uh, just write down like what it like even if you don't have the every name. other aspect of it. Yeah, just draw write, it. Write down just draw to, it. Draw, 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 draw a picture of you eating it. <laughs> a, yeah just a quick sketch all right yeah, give me, you're on a bicycle you fall down you hit the ground if you de- jimmy if you write a description of it and you read that description we know what you're talking about then i think we'll give it to you yeah um i agree all right I, well, tell me more about how your son came up with this question though i i could uh we'll have to find uh, out after we get the answer yeah i uh, i could certainly call him in here and get okay, an update sorry, on that sorry. bet okay uh all right so garen give me your answer and i i'm i'm locked in with my, uh, my with my answer and my points uh, went with my first gut. It's the same gut I've had my whole life, but I went with yeah. that one. Uh, bugles. Bugles. That's hey. the first thing I thought too. That's so weird. I didn't write it down, but that is what I first bugles thought. Bugles is a good answer. As a reminder, a bad answer, celery. <laughs> celery. <laughs> well, my second guess was beets, but I decided to go with that. <laughs> Smart. Bugle beets. is a good guess. Bugle is a good guess. Yeah. I like bugle as an answer. Uh, Elliot, uh, uh, I, I, I'd like to check in about your life, but uh, I believe we could uh, do that on the next episode. Sure. Uh, so uh, let's uh, quickly get to your answer then for this trivia question, please, sir. I feel pretty confident about this. I do I'm too. going with Pringles. Yeah. Oh, Pringles is a good answer, too. These are all good answers, guys. I was going to uh, just say potato chip, then I realized it had to be Pringles. Yeah, I, I also, uh, you can't see that. I also said you, Pringles. You said Pringles as well, Matt? Yeah, it's, it's a very specific shape that is a paraboloid in nature. Um, very mathematically, mathematically looking. Yeah. There could wow. be another shape that's that and, and, and just isn't. But that is a mathematical shape, the, yes. the Pringle. Can you hear uh, about Pringles and not, hear, not think about the Mitch Hedberg joke? I would like yes. to hear it now because I, 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 I don't know, know it. You know it, Matt? I know it. I've, I cannot Elliot, pull it. I don't Elliot, you it. deliver it. <laughs> Paraboloid. I don't know. I don't know it. You don't, you don't know the Pringles joke I'm saying. Mitch I understand that. I oh, he's at that company. Hard. He's like, they were so chill. They were like a tennis ball company and someone shipped them potatoes. And they're like, fuck it. Cut them up. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Every one of those packages is like great. that. All right. I went with. Um, What'd you go with, Pat? 
Frito. Can't quite see it. Uh, hang on. Fritos? Frito. Oh, Fritos. Oh, Fritos. That's yes. also Frito. an interesting We're all thinking along the same lines. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one, too. Um, all right. I, listen, here's what I wrote down. I wrote down Rich Cracker, but I did not mean Rich Cracker. I meant, what's the, uh, and Trisket. by the way, I'm, I'm wrong. Uh, uh, not even a Trisket. It's a, um, what's the, the, no. the knockoff Ritz? The um, Townhouse? <laughs> no, not Hydrox? the town. Uh, no, not Hydrox. Get off my ass. <laughs> uh, what's the, uh, like a, it's like a cheddar. It's a cheddar cracker. Oh, a Cheez-It. Cheez a Cheez-It. That's a square, though, isn't it? The square, she said. It is a pillowy square. Straight up square. <laughs> well, that's what I went with, guys. I went with right. Cheez-It. Maybe it's a Fritos nip. are all different sizes, so it's probably not Fritos. Yeah, but Fritos still has that shape to it. It does it have a very specific shape. A, yeah, that's true. I do want uh, to say something about Ritz crackers, though, before we go on. Have you noticed that Ritz crackers are not as strong as they were? Are, are we getting stronger as men? <laughs> they're breaking? Or is the Ritz not as sturdy as it used to be? I am with you. And and yeah. and Pat, to your point, I actually thought you were talking about flavor. I remember the Ritz being a very flavorful cracker, and now I kind of see it as like, well, this is slightly more than a, than a saltine. It's not what I remember as a kid of a well, uh, that, taste explosion. That may be your age. I think when you get older, your taste buds kind of wear down a little bit. Um, you, you know, think that's why kids it's like things that are spicier way stronger to them. Oh, that's true. But but yeah, but like I do when think you they, put something on it. It's just like, they crumble like crazy now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. they used to be so crumbly. Well, my buddy Andy Griffith used to say everything better when it uh, sits on a Ritz or whatever his uh, phrase was. Here's a legitimate question for you guys. How long are you waiting to dive into those Ritz when you buy them? Like when it gets into the house, as soon as you... Because I feel like a Ritz is a... It, it takes up space for a while before someone's like, oh shit, I bought Ritz, let me have one. Really? Hmm. So I'm wondering if the freshness is... is dimming a little bit oh interesting and they pack them in shorter sleeves now the whole yeah. ritz game has changed, <laughs> yeah. changed I, I i tuned out when they changed their slogan to if you give two shits get the ritz oh jeez i didn't think that was appropriate for a cracker slogan it we, seemed well listen we live, in, we live in different times matt i got nudity on a billboard near my house here so uh <laughs> you know the world's changing man you got to get used to it adjust it or leave it man can it's, you guys, make it great again come november can you give me the address of that uh intersection please? <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah don't think i'm not going don't I don't think my walk doesn't take me past that billboard every morning. Uh, all right, let me give you the answer here. Uh, I feel like Elliot. I'm, I I felt the same way Elliot did when I thought of Pringles. I was very excited. I thought I, I was like. I'm just trying to think of another mathematical. I mean, the, the bugle thing, okay. but that would be that's a, more of a cone. That would be a cone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here like we a go. Cyclone, right? Like a uh, cyclonic as, uh, triangle. As you know, my son also then gives some uh, some information about the answer. Um, here's his, uh, here's his, uh, explanation of this answer. I don't have an interest. I don't have interesting info. That's just the shape. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting info is how he found out about it. How did he stumble on this? Uh, the answer, by the way, uh, is in fact Pringles. That is yes. the answer. Wow. Now, nice. now Pringles points. Now points. Matt points. Belknap, how much did you bet, sir? I'm going to go through the trouble of turning off my... Uh, manual gain so that I can show you guys what I bet. Manual focus, you mean? Both, really. But Oh, okay. All right. Pat McGann is here while the manual gain is turned off. Uh, <laughs> Pat McGann's got a special coming out. Uh, it is out wacky. now on Amazon and uh, Apple. Uh, and he's got, the, there's a Matt's answer. Still can't really, there it is. 19, the Hardcastle. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> he went with the Hardcastle. 19. What'd you go with, Elliot? I went 15. Unbelievable. Oh, which is a high bet for me. Right. Because it was snacks, and I figured I would know snacks. And, and again, right. the, the the bet was put in before you knew the answer. 
Yeah. Harvey, we've heard you to the question, rather. Mm-hmm. I expect more out of the F.E. Dragon. <laughs> That's a pure yeah, I'm so upset. When, 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 Matt, when Matt got it right, I was upset. I don't know if you could tell at that point. Pat, that was a uh, wonderful joke that I apologize uh, was uh, ignored. I think I'm Elliot sorry. was the one who was going to appreciate it the most. And he was too busy being mad at me to, to enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> I uh, hang on. Let, now, let me, let me uh, call it. Uh, Oliver Griffin, can you hear me? I'll listen to it back when uh, in the video. Oliver! Good stuff. By the way, guys, Manuel Gaines, uh, Netflix specialist, tremendously funny. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> is it as good as Pat McGann's? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go with Pat, though. I got to check it out. Whose is it? <laughs> Manuel Gain. He was okay, making, a, making a joke. Yeah, it's about... really, really popular Mexican right. comedian. You know, Hang on. You guys uh, hold the fort here. Really? You're going to leave us with that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dog All just right, well, shit on the carpet. Go, and... ahead and, go ahead and say your joke again so that I can hear it. How about that? <laughs> no, I just called you the F.E. Dragon. It was, uh, oh, yes. I, you know what? I heard you say it. Silly. Didn't get it until just now. All right, so, uh, That's all right. It's a science joke. Yeah. We're talking it's parabolas. We're talking joke. all sorts this of stuff. It's a nickname. Yeah. Yep. Come join. Oh, here. Here, here we comes go. Uh, you know what? Maybe get on the other I side. I might actually make that change. That's 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 pretty good. Uh, uh, here I we go. Like uh, Oliver Griffin's about here. to join us. I'm going to give him the uh, the uh, airphone. Come on in. That's Pat McGann down at the bottom. He's in Beverly, uh, uh, the south What's side up, of Chicago. Put your airphone so you can. Hi. Hey, Oliver. Uh, oh, you all right? Yeah, I'll uh, Put your earphone in. Uh, that's Pat right now. He's, uh, he's got a new special. Uh, you remember we watched it. Uh, remember the line about the bringing up the high chair and the lifeguard? Oh, yeah. Very funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a very funny comedian. I feel like you guys only watched that one joke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can talk no, about it now. Hanging out with the boys, man. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. We're going to hang out with the boys. What are you going to get into? What are you going to get into? That uh, tissue box? What are you going to the light switch all funny see i watched right. uh, okay. two bits okay that's enough thanks Jim. <laughs> <laughs> you now you're now you're just infringing his copyright <laughs> i want to make it clear that i watch it the whole family watched it and we enjoyed it yeah. uh pat mcgann chicago's own taking time away from being a racist to join us here today um <laughs> what uh uh so uh, uh oliver a lot of questions by the way matt and elliot got it right uh pat mcgann went with fritos which was not a bad guess uh, Garen went with bugles, which is not a bad guess. Your dad had a horrible guess. I went with cheese it, which is a square. <laughs> and Sebastian Maniscalco uh, said uh, celery, which I still which I still hold is actually it, not that bad of a guess. It is not a popular snack. That's the problem with it. But it but in terms of its uh, its shape, uh, it, it is a it's it's a it specific could, shape. It's a it great guess if the word popular was not involved in this question. A lot of yeah. people like celery, Jimmy. Not, it's not bad. Nobody says, oh, I can't wait to get home to not, uh, nibble on some celery. You Except, live in Los Angeles. You know that's not true. Maybe Peter Rabbit. I can't wait. Right, but who says, I can't wait to get home to gnaw on some Pringles? I can't. I say it every night. That was a great question. <laughs> Oliver's great question and threw me off. Can I borrow that for my, for my little podcast? <laughs> My, my racist podcast that I have. I like how your dad's like, he took a break from being a racist to be on my podcast with five white guys. <laughs> Confirmed. And, and again, a reminder, when Sebastian was here, six. That's right. Uh, That's what I meant. It's, it's our year, dude. Five I'm sorry, others, Pat. Sorry. I'm, uh, five, five others. I get it. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, okay. language. Come on, son. Oh, jeez. Come on, man. Do you swear more in front of your kids during the lockdown? I feel like I've... Uh, Me, I do. Yes. Yes. No question about it. My wife even right. commented on the other. She was like, "Well, I guess uh, I guess that whole thing's gone out the window of trying <laughs> trying not to swear." 
Elliot, have you seen this? There's a fucking virus teeming <laughs> everywhere in every corner. Yeah, I'm not, not that concerned with the language anymore. <laughs> Just try to keep us all alive. Uh, explain where you got this. Uh, everybody was curious as to how you found this question. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I just look up weird facts about things. Um, sometimes it'll be like weird facts about music, weird facts about life, weird events that have happened, weird facts about inventions. Uh, this one was just some really weird facts. And that was a website called, I think it's called weirdfacts.com. Oh. And that was number three. So I just oh, love so it. You, this was not your question this time. This is not my question. Get out. You get oh, out. He get out. It. No, he found it. That's no, still, he did Pat, the research. He usually comes up with questions on his own. I'm not going to tolerate this. But that's that website's not a laziness. Well, that, no, I mean. No, way, you get out. That website. <laughs> Jimmy, listen to me. Yeah, no, he can't wait, hear me anymore. Hold, hold that thought. No, no, I can't hear you, Olive. That, that, that website's not a, a trivia website. It's just a weird facts website. Oh, you know what? So he did uh, the Alan, research. I apologize. Matt just brought up a good point that it's not a trivia website. It's a weird facts website. And then you made the, what are you doing over there now? <laughs> wow. That was so confusing from our perspective. You're talking over here and then you're talking over here. Oh, my God. And because of the green screen, he walked around it and just. Uh, <laughs> he didn't see him. Literally scared the hell out of me. Um, uh, Matt, Matt is saying that I should get off your back, uh, that, it, uh, that it wasn't a trivia website. It was a facts website. And you still made the question. Yeah. So uh, great job, son. I'm proud of you. That's how that's how question writers work. They research on the internet or in books. They read things. Now, if he had been reading a book called Weird Facts, would you have been like, "That's not fair"? Uh, No, (laughs) no, I would not. Your point is taken. Websites are websites are just like books for the 21st century. I've apologized to him. What more do I need to do to get you off my ass now? I kind of feel like you need to. quit the show and give him the reins i think that's the only way to make it right i feel so much better i used to think i would fly off the handle my kids but wow jimmy he's a hothead huh uh all for humor i'll uh, go and squeeze him in a moment um all right pat mcgann has been our guest pat uh the special of course is called uh when's mom gonna be home it's on amazon it's on uh, apple movies uh again we watched it the, the beauty of it you watch it with a fa- as a family it's yeah. uh can you tell uh, we named it before the uh, lockdown? Because now it's like, when's mom not going to be home? When's, <laughs> when's dad not going to be home? Are you uh, are you guys go, uh, taking the walks? You're doing all that, Pat? Yeah, we are. We're doing um, the walks and kind of in a routine, cooking more. Yeah. Kinda like I'm sure we're doing it like the way everybody else is. I mean, it's, these are probably the toughest months. Uh, it, kids it have is. seen some people outside, some outdoor play but there's not like you know it's not much to do and pat how old are your kids for the listener eight seven and five all right eight seven and five again good ages they, they want to be outside they were right they want to do you have a pool at the house pat you got a, anything they can no, splash around my, in? um my wife's sister does and we were, oh, were kind of nice. like bubbling with them and they have a, a good setup in the yard and we go over there so they're getting as much summer as, as we can give them you know we're trying to make the most of it did, uh, you know, Matt Belknap went to a drive-in movie theater uh, experience over the weekend. Have you guys ventured out and done anything like that yet, or just uh, kind of keeping it close to home and with the, uh, the sister-in-law? Uh, kind of close to home. We haven't gone out too much. Uh, my wife and I went out to dinner to a local restaurant that sat outside. That's the most that we've really oh, wow. done. We have not done that yet. We, uh, we've done takeout, certainly, but we have not done the having the balls to sit outside. I, I guess I would, I'd be tense the whole time. Were you, were you able to relax? Yeah, I was, I was able to 
I just feel like the outdoor stuff from what I've, I don't know. It seemed like it was low risk and, uh, right. These businesses, man, I, I just, I don't know how they're going to start, you know, some of these restaurants, like got to keep, so I was like, I, I'm going to go to a local spot and mm-hmm. right. I don't know. But we, yeah, we've been doing carry out too and take out. And, so where'd you go? You- McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Fridays. I had the same. <laughs> Uh, Risk it all for an awesome blossom. Just, <laughs> just really want to support the logo business. Yeah. <laughs> Dial back steakhouse. <laughs> uh, all right. Pat McGann has been our guest. Uh, we got a scram. Uh, uh, catch a special. Uh, when's mom going to be home? It's on, as I say, Amazon as well as Apple movies. Uh, Pat's one of the best out of Chicago guys. Get an opportunity to watch the special do so when we are able to break free of this nightmare uh, and you get to see Pat in person. Take advantage of that. Uh, as we heard earlier, Pat, you are not privy to this. Uh, you're done opening up for Sebastian. Uh, oh, you no. are. Yeah, you're out. And uh, he's got a new guy that's doing nothing but crowd work. So we'll see how that it's, goes. It's official. <laughs> it's official. It, it was announced on this show. So, uh, oh, man, I know it's a tough way for you to hear it. But uh, get your finances in order because you don't have that uh, money train on your side any, <laughs> anymore. Uh, Pat McGann's not only great comic guys. He's a great uh, he's a great guy. Again, if you get an opportunity to go see him live, uh, do so. Um, and it's always uh, proud as a Chicagoan to see a Chicago guy do well. And I am uh, uh, proud uh, to be Pat's friend and uh, to be able to support this special. So uh, got a chance to see it. Please do so. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate having me. You guys, this is the, the podcast I wanted to, to do. So I, I know it's going to help me a ton. So thank you. Uh, well, we appreciate you joining us. Don't run away, though, Pat. we got to say goodbye off the air. Uh, sure. uh, but we'll say goodbye on the air uh, before we uh, do that. On behalf of... Uh, the Pop Culture Beats over there at the Weather Desk. That is Garen Cockrell uh, at Video Village. That's Aaron Dragon, Elliot Hopeberg. Holding down the Florida headquarters in Sherman Oaks, California. That's the Honcho uh, Matt Belknap. In Beverly, the Beverly area of Chicagoland. That is uh, our friend Pat McGann. I am Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Stay safe, you guys. AK-47 gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.